You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Good evening, good morning, good night, everybody. I don't know what time it is where you are, but you're back with us here uh, with the Anime Rest Stop for another ARS 45 Joined with me, Deckard Bain, is our founding father, the man at the Founders Foundry. If you're not there founding the foundries, then uh, you're missing out. It is the man. Chris, how are you? Hi, doing pretty well, uh, Deckard Bain. Good to to be here. I uh, heard we're going to have like a really good uh, show. We get, we get I, a really I think big we're not show. alone this time around. We're not alone. It's not just you and me. We are... Uh, set with the greatest man on earth, Pirate Zaku. How are you, sir? Oh wow, thank you. I uh, I don't know if I'm um, qualified for that title, but I appreciate it. You're a teacher. <laughs> you deal with these kids. Greatest man on earth in the ARS. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Definitely good to have you again, uh, Pirate Zaku. I'm happy to be here. And we have one more extra special guest. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the old otaku on the mountain. That's right. How you doing? Great to uh, to hear you in the booth. Uh, typically, uh, we hear you in all the the rewinds, you know. Uh, but glad to have you in the present with us and uh, going into uh, matters here. And with Pirate Zaku to boot, I believe this is the first time this particular uh element has been established here that we've actually all been on the all been together, together. On, yeah it's been it's been a while it's been a while since we've done a a, a show like this true it's, true. it's very while, good quite a while it's very good so how yeah. has everyone been doing uh 2021 has been uh fun yeah it's been a roller coaster already <laughs> <laughs> So what's, uh, uh, you know, I want to, uh, like we usually do, we'll start with uh, what everybody's watching, whatever they're playing. So, uh, you know, because we haven't had you on the show on the ARS 45 instead of a rewind. What are you playing? What are you watching, old otaku? Uh, at the moment, all that I'm really playing is uh, a lot of Final Fantasy 14. I'm so that jealous. is it. One of us. One of us. I, I'm <laughs> yeah, telling you, if that, this race comes through, I'm coming to join you. As for Don't watching, tell. the only thing, the only anime I'm really watching at the moment is, uh, what is it, Escape uh, Infinity. Love that show. Oh. It's very good. It's good very stuff. Good. If, if you love, uh, if you love your air gear, you will, uh, love Escape Infinity. All right. 
So we got some uh, recommendations starting off early. Skate the Infinity. Pirate what are you playing? What are you watching? Uh, let's see. Um, of course, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Um, just got back into playing World of Warships. I took like a three-week break because stuff happened there. They did a very controversial Captain rework. Um, I just got kind of over the game, but just started playing that again. Um, what I've been watching, I just finished re-watching Excel World, and my god, I did not realize how frustratingly annoying Haruyuki is. Um, I got... I actually had to stop watching for like a week, because I was like, this guy is so self-deprecating, it is, like, hurting me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just finished watching that, started watching... Um, uh, oh, shoot. What's the... Um, it was one of the... Winter 21, I believe. Um, I got to look it up really quick. It's it's um, this guy who, like, starts fighting curses, but he himself starts eating curses. Um, Is that Jujutsu Kaisen? That sounds yeah. like Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yep, Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, that's a fun show. I, I um, It really um, is. It starts off, uh, it starts off with probably, like, one of the best ways that I've seen an anime kind of kick off. Not much of a lull. It was so wacky, but it, yeah, and it just throws you in there. Yeah. Um, and for a, for a little bit there in the first episode, I got flashbacks of uh, Blood Sea. Um, I was like, oh God, what am I getting myself into? Because <laughs> <laughs> the end of Blood Sea, uh, I cannot believe half the crap that happened in those like five minutes of that um, one of the last episodes. Um still haunts me a little bit but <laughs> uh, it looks like it's going to be really really entertaining again i'm really far behind on it but i'm enjoying it that's awesome all right uh so founding father chris what are you playing what are you watching well let's see i've been playing resident evil particularly resident evil 2 on my playstation 3 old school resident evil 2 with the tank controls and no auto aim fun times fun times and when i'm not playing that i've decided to jump back into a little thing called resident evil code veronica uh at least there's auto aim tank controls are still there but a little more polish i, I can see things they're not just they're not just pixels i can see things so you're so, not shooting fun. the you're not shooting the uh, bleeding block anymore you're shooting the bleeding looking like person ish thing exactly yes yes progression i do progression. miss the old days i'm I, so. I, I miss the old days can you uh, i wish i could really describe to any of the younger listeners how we thought that resident evil 2 that looked amazing at one point in history that was the yeah. best that we could do <laughs> Like I remember, hey, I was super excited about um, the graphics on uh, Ico and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, when everything yeah. was all jagged, like you could cut someone on those uh, on those graphics. <laughs> well, yeah. so well, I guess I'll hop in what I've been playing. Uh, actually, I just I hadn't said I had, I had watched though. And I oh yeah, yeah, you hadn't told us what you watched. What are you watching? Yeah, I didn't tell you what I was watching. I am watching on uh, Netflix High Rise Invasion. Crazy, High Rise Invasion. crazy series. There's 
drawbridges and people wanting to stab and shoot at each other with crazy smiley masks. Very interesting, this premise. Oh, yeah, um, I did see that briefly. It's good then, huh? It's good. It's good. I'm, I'm halfway through. It's, it's very solid. Hasn't right. disappointed me. Doesn't look like it will. Okay. So I guess I'll go into what I have been playing. Um, I haven't been watching much of anything that wasn't a movie because I'm packing. And I know if I start watching anything interesting, uh, no, nothing, nothing's going to get packed. I've got, I've got 23 days left before I get to leave this place and go into my new one and actually have room. I'm unfamiliar with this word anymore, but I'll have room. That's what I'm told it's called. <laughs> um, what I have been uh, playing, however, I... So, you guys know when you lose something, or at least you think you lost something, but it turns out you let someone else borrow it? Yep. Yeah, I did that with, like, an entire, I think, what was that, nine games on the Switch, or, or ten games? I didn't realize I'd let my little cousin borrow it. And he's got the case at his house because he's, you know, the uh, his their mom keeps an eye on my son while they do while they all do virtual school. And I'm like, huh, you have a case like that? He's like, no. I was like, is that my case? I think so. I'm like, holy crap. You've had this this entire time. I've been looking for this case for about four months now. Like, I was looking for it so badly, I cleaned everything. I was about to go start going through other storage bins that I have trying to find this little case, and it's been over to his house since, like, before Christmas, and I didn't realize it. So I've been playing um, Legend of Zelda um, Link's Awakening on the Switch and Hyrule Warriors because um, I am waiting for money to come to me so I can buy Age of Calamity because Age of Calamity will be mine. I will bring Calamity forward. And I will destroy everything. <laughs> now, I, I've played the demo. The wow. de if you haven't played the demo, game is fantastic. So much fun. I don't care how wrong some of the things are. Playing with young Impa, awesome. So, very much so. Sounds like, yeah, you know, pretty much uh, your plans are set. Very interesting choice of words, considering... Uh, matters for the show here, but uh, we got some things that have happened, apparently. Um, you know, a few things have happened, so let's uh, let's get in the fray of it here, uh, gaming wise, because you you know brought up something interesting there. Uh, we do have a delay for uh, Guilty Gear Strive, and I just did my pre order. Fun. Uh, so originally was set to come out in April. Well, it's been pushed back to uh, June 11th because they got some valuable feedback from the beta test. I was fortunate to be one of the few to take part in the in the beta, which was very crowded. It was like getting into a club. It's like you're waiting your turn, and you see the wheel just spinning, spinning, spinning. And if it gave you like the uh, the the C test uh, prompt, that means you got kicked out. Like ah, uh, no, you can't can't get in can't get in too many people now if it just rolls through and it goes to black and goes in that's that's what you call heaven 
So sounds like a day of, of the DMV. The arc... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sounds like a day at the DMV. Ew. <laughs> well, it was a day. At the... Well, it was a few days of DMV. DMV uh, for this beta. Thankfully, they extended the beta uh, period over from that weekend well into like the middle of the week because they got such uh, rave reviews and everything. People were, were enjoying it and they were getting a lot of things, you know, feedback from just the lobbies and Arxis, of course, love their lobbies for those who played uh, Blaze Blue uh, online. And, you know, you see the, the, you know, pretty much similar to Japanese arcades, huge places where you can do all sorts of stuff. Not just play the game. You can you can hang out with friends and chat and you know. Back with Guilty Gear uh, Exerd, you could you know go fishing. Literally, you go fishing, go in the pond and fish or stuff. And it's like that's nice, but I, I'd like to play the game too. You know, with quality. Wait, but no, you're supposed to go so fishing. Basically... You got to go there and relax. You got to relax. Think of your strategy while you're while you're waiting on the little fish to bite, and then. You forget it all while you're reeling the sucker in. So that you can <laughs> right. lose. Even though they did add quick match to uh to this particular uh installment of Guilty Gear. So uh a lot of people are very pleased, especially after with the survey. Everyone had to fill out a survey and everything, and um, you know, Arxis is happy with it and they're gonna focus on some things. Uh the net code's great. So it's just gonna be keeping server stability and readjusting the lobbies so that everyone can connect and play. So positive stuff, everybody. Just keep doing what you're doing. Positive. Criticism. That's a good, it, 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 it's a good thing. Cause they they at least learned from, uh, how many debacles have we had in the past, just in the past year, in the past year, while everyone's sitting at home doing nothing for games that were already released. And some of them just kind of crapped out or, they gave you a offline gameplay that was just horrible. That felt like a beta. We've had to deal with that a couple mm-hmm. of times. So at least Arxis is, is listening to people. This is true. This is, this is very true. So have some good news compared to people who, you know, instead of doing the positive thing, they do the opposite of positive and you get bad stuff. Yeah, like so, dummies who go and decide to send threat, death threats to uh, folks at Square Enix for no freaking reason. Because the game's not fair. Why did you make a game with such hard mechanics? All right, you, you apparently didn't really want to play a game that was going to be worth your 60 bucks. <laughs> yeah, if you hadn't heard, there was a guy, uh, uh, this is from AnimeNewsNetwork.com, that uh, 39-year-old arrested for death threats to Square Enix workers for how hard the game was. I mean... It's a game. They're hard. That's what they're supposed to be. Like, you wouldn't have survived playing anything on Nintendo when games were actually broken or purposefully... Or, no, no, actually, you know what? Worse, arcades. Arcade games. I went back and played... um, Though actually, with with the on the PlayStation Three when they gave us uh, the X Men arcade game, I realized mm-hmm. how much this game was built to eat your quarters. Oh God, yes! Like the fact that you you lost life every time that you used your mutant powers. Yes, yes. that was. <laughs> 
And then you'd find yourself in some situations where you were stuck in a loop. Probably a game that was worse than that was the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Because sometimes you'd spawn in the middle of two enemies that would start punching you at sl- just like milliseconds off of each other. So you were just you you were dead. You were dead unless you found unless you were able to just get out of it, get out of that little wombo combo that the uh, game set up for you. That game used to eat quarters. I beat that game at a at a bowling alley because uh, someone left the door open for the coin slots, so we just kept hitting the mechanism. <laughs> oh, it it was it was wrong. Now, can I tell you? We thought we were gonna get caught about halfway through, but no, we had a huge crowd around us. One kid just kept hitting, and we just kept playing. We played all night till all of our parents had quit. <laughs> it was great. Nice. Fun times, fun times, especially when you can do that. Yeah. Just... Yeah, but none of us Those were jerks and, you know, yelling at Square Enix for, um... oh, no, here's the quote. The game had such unfair rules. They don't tell us what game it is in the uh, in the article, but I'm going to find out just so I can play the game and tell him that he needs to, uh... you know, honestly, I'm, I'm going to say this openly. He needs to get a girlfriend or boyfriend or some inanimate object to play with. <laughs> a, uh, a hug pillow there you go hug pillows are good Yeah, we'll get him a nice square enix one <laughs> there you go big T for hug pillow that that has square enix written on her uh, shirt oh my god while he's in jail oh wait well, they, I don't know if they'll allow you to have hug pillows in jail though oh he can hug a pillow <laughs> or fight <laughs> He'll be fighting down on that pillow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some other news is if you have if you guys haven't heard, uh, Bloomberg is out reporting again. There is talk about a new Nintendo Switch. This one's getting a little bit more credibility than in the past. They're talking about a OLED screen, seven inches instead of the current six point one, I believe, and uh, support for four K. Um, at 60 frames so that must so a lot of a lot of people are assuming and I believe it as well that we're going to see some kind of new processor in this system what do you guys think about it well do you think it's actually going to happen another sign of progression no do you think it's actually going to happen though because what switch rumors have switch pro rumors have been floating around since how old is the switch now four for four years about four years I would say not long. I mean, it, that's going to be really interesting to see that because uh, they're also supposed to be coming out with um, the Super Mario Switch, um, which is supposed to be the first Switch that has uh, like an actual different case on the. Yeah, game. yeah, they they released oh. it. It's out and it looks oh. really good. It actually looks very good. I'll send you. I'll send you a link to it. Um, nice. But it it actually looks really really good. The only reason I'm even giving, I'm even mentioning this, is because Bloomberg reported on it. Because if anyone <laughs> else had, like, it would have been, okay, your pipe dream is out there. Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's very interesting that they're going for a pro version. Like, I think it's really cool that they're going to coming out with a larger screen that, you know, that'll facilitate for um, being able to play it with friends a little bit easier and all that but 
I don't know. It's going to be interesting to to think about a pro version of the Switch. You know, it's it's not necessarily meant for like competitive play. But I have heard, I do remember hearing something about like um, people legit were like believe that the um, playing Call of Duty on the Switch and stuff is um, a lot better or a lot easier than um, than doing it on um, any other system. So what they did with Hitman, um, and there were like two other games that they put out there. They did they they use cloud play, so that the system didn't have to work so hard. Because there they honestly there are some legitimate things where the the technical processor that's inside the current Switch, it's old. It was it was aging because it was the same thing that you saw in some of the Nvidia Shields, and mm-hmm. we know how long the Nvidia Shield had been out. About the time the Switch came out, I think shortly after they were talking about a new upgraded version of the NVIDIA Shield. So the processor was old. The fact that it's continued to do what it's done and been as popular as it is, is a real testament to the product that Nintendo made and what NVIDIA made, which is really, really good. But I, I hope that they do kick something out so that you don't have so many games. I, I keep hearing about uh, issues of frame rate or... Um, some really stark differences to when you're playing on handheld versus dock mode. Cause some games look a lot better in handheld. Others look better in dock. I mostly play in dock mode. So I don't really get to see a difference because, um, one of my joy cons, I have the drift, I have the drift issue and I have to replace that, um, that, that joy con stick. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just not buying another set of joy cons until the new legend of Zelda ones come out. So I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Good time to wait, just as long as you, you know, you keep an eye on that, because you know how uh, Nintendo things go. They go. Oh no! Quite they, fast. When so. I was ready to go get them or to try to pre-order them, they were gone. They were gone. So I'm just gonna go to my um, to the only GameStop that I will ever shop at ever again, and see if they have anything there. Mm, totally, totally. That sounds like a plan. Speaking of plans, a few others had some plans uh, over the course of uh, the week. Because uh, New Game Plus Expo had its second year and everything. It's the second event um, in its history, uh, you know, back a few days ago. And frankly, um, you know, Arxis, um, NIS America, a few other companies, uh, Koei Tecmo, a few in attendance, uh, showing off a couple things. I thought it was a... Interesting, uh, you know, showcase, a lot of uh, RPGs, a lot of re-releases we're getting, too. Um, one game that stuck out to me, of course, um, which is kind of funny. So, last year, Suda51 um, teased No More Heroes 3. Mm-hmm. And, of course, since then, No More Heroes 3 does have a date and everything. It's due to come out uh, August 27th of, uh, of this year for the Switch. Um, now, of course... Okay, that was we know that. So what is it this time around in New Game Plus? So he apparently is going to be released. It's going to get localized. Uh, the Silver Case uh, games. I say games because you have the original in its sequel that is going to be uh, boxed and localized for everyone uh, coming up over the course of uh, the summer. So. It's going to be due July 6th, and pretty much if you're into your your, your sort of snatcher-type games, you know, uh, 
you know, your investigative, your sort of point click adventure story stuff. This is the one. And mind you, it's Suda 51 behind it. So you have his mindset handling it. The same person that handled uh, Killer 7 in No More Heroes. So just think about that for a minute. It's all very necessary. This is a person who's... Yes. <laughs> it's all very necessary. We need it's... someone with a mind like that always. Always at the top. Always at the top. Because if there's not one there, I will feel left out. I will feel left out and I will feel like no one will pay attention to anything I do unless I start, unless I magically have some kind of art skill that I don't know about and I can't draw stick figures right. So we need him there. Need him there indeed. Uh, But no, there's a a lot of great stuff. This uh, report came courtesy of Nintendo World Report, and of course, you can check out New Game Plus, uh, Xbox website, for um, all the trailers and all the fun stuff. So, um, on the gaming front, a lot of interesting things. On uh, the entertainment side, uh, we got some news. A couple things have happened. So, uh, Shout Factory, you know, Shout Factory, the nice people that do the, you know, the releases of all the classic nostalgia stuff you like so um shout factory the ones that let us watch all of the actual uh the original ranger stuff before you know it comes over here and gets bastardized so all the super sentai that's what you go to shout factory for we know it we know that you go there for and if you're not going there for what are you doing with your life (laughs) i'm talking to you yeah Yeah. i'm talking to you yeah yeah you why aren't you on shout factory right now watching because you're listening to us first that's why after we're done you're going to go watch Shout Factory and you're going to go watch Zoo Ranger because it was awesome. Oh, totally. You're, that or Toku uh, Shoutsu on uh, the Pluto uh, app and uh, definitely watch hours of uh, Tokusatsu greatness courtesy there. A lot of the Sentai stuff. But apparently Shout Factory did list uh, matters for the Japanese Transformers um, DVD set, the, uh, the Headmaster series. That is... Um, pretty much going out of print um that is headmasters transformers uh super god master force and transformers victory uh all were compiled into the japanese collection that was released uh, some time ago and uh you know of course with things changing in hasbro of course you know just reaffirming some things when it comes to licensed titles licensed properties such as Transformers such as uh, Power Rangers, um, this is a time to buy this uh, title, uh, Japanese the Transformers Japanese collection. If you don't have it, buy it now because uh, it is going out quickly and there is no uh, guarantee of a uh, reissue or a re-release. So that's the way it goes. So and, quick uh, question. The licensing matter of things. Quick question on the on the Japanese Transformers, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Did they have like a weird opening, or didn't they do something, something, something? What's a something? You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, 
I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Do they do um, something? A very summoning of a something. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very something. It's, it's more of a super robot something. It's very okay. super. It's very seven. It's very eighties, early eighties super robot. Yeah, no, I, I thought they did something it, interesting with their opening, with the uh, with the theme, the Japanese theme, like how the the anime styled theme for the Uncanny X Men, our X Men was in Japan, yes. which was really, really awesome. Had squat to do with the yeah. show, but it was still really, <laughs> really awesome. Didn't they do something like that with the Transformers? They did. They did. There 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 are some things there. There's 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 children, there's there's Optimus or Convoy just transforming in the middle and looks like he's he's leaping towards something. It's a lot of super robot fun. It's a lot of something. <laughs> I recommend that you get together with friends and uh, make it a drinking game. But uh, obviously, you do that with responsibility. Obviously, you do that responsibly because... Um, what are you, you talking about? We're all sitting at home. No one should be out driving. <laughs> if you're going to play a drinking game and you're going to play a good drinking game, everyone just you know bring your, bring your favorite pillow, bring your favorite blanket, grab your spot on the floor... We'll make sure the heat's on, and then you all can play your little drinking game. And mom might make some fruit snacks, homemade. Right. Don't don't get sick. Don't get sick. You start feeling that way, this is probably time to uh, not play that game. Well, those fruit snacks. <laughs> will, those fruit snacks won't actually be homemade. They'll just be uh, gummy bears that are adult gummy bears because mom's got a drinking problem. <laughs> But that is I need to stop. That is Japanese uh, <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> but that is the Japanese Transformers uh, collection. Uh, other news, um, and we actually had some some things occur uh, recently uh, that that garnered attention. So um, that certainly is one. And another that uh, is hit is uh, Amazon. And we talked about Amazon a few times on uh, this podcast. Yes. So Amazon is uh, has intent on doing a Helsing live action um, project, a live action film. Mm-hmm. And apparently the writer of uh, the John Wick films is uh, attached to uh, help in this endeavor. So, okay. You're going to uh, hear some furious typing because I need to speak to that man directly. Okay. Because uh, if that, he's going to take this, if he's going to do this to himself, Derek Kolstad. All right, dude. Yes. I don't know you from a can of paint. I love your movies with John Wick. And I think everyone in here on this podcast can agree with me. Am, am I speaking out of turn for anyone? Oh, I, I love John Wick. You know, I have problems with the ending of two and 
some things in three, but I love the original John Wick so, so much. Okay. So, um, what we're going to need you to do, you can write this down. Go watch all of Hell Sing first. <laughs> well, more specifically, go watch Hell Sing Ultimate. No, all yes. of it. Go watch all of it, including Ultimate, and you better read the manga. Because if you come in with some stupid vampire BS, we're going to watch it and then we're going to complain about it. We're not going to threaten you because that's illegal. But we're going to complain. We're going to complain and make sure you do nothing but write John Wick for the rest of your life. Nothing. <laughs> He's going to keep collecting millions of dollars. That's quite the threat. <laughs> I'll just go back to the other franchise. <laughs> so, I you're not you're not you're not wrong, Deckard. Um, certainly enough. Uh, looking at Cole said he's he's attached to obviously John Wick as well as he's he's on hand for Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, Disney Plus series that's going to be due uh, very soon. He's a he's executive producer on that, so he definitely has an eye in terms of the action genre. So uh, in, in Helsing, loaning itself to action, obviously, as well as horror, um, there's, there, there's some things that work if uh, everything comes together. And that's on a, on a whole studio basis because we're talking about the writer. We're not talking about uh, the director. And, of course, obviously, um, you know, Amazon's got the, uh, the, the money on end. So... You know, production-wise, um, considering efforts for stuff like The Boys, uh, that's on Amazon and it's done very well. There's, yeah, there's, but there's, you can have, dude, a, a a really pretty piece of shit is still a piece of shit. This, and, this is valid, but you know, it, it, you're you're not wrong. It just depends on execution. We I, I have, agree with you. What well, we we just talked about this in our dis, in our private Discord. What there are only three movies based on anime and video games that were turned into live action. Anything that we give any real props to? Three. Yes, and there, and well, well, there, there's a debate on that amongst. And even, our yes, own, exactly. Like, even then, the there's still the debate. This has a chance to be. Um, amazing. Was that where you were looking for? Oh, oh, oh God! I wish it could be okay, amazing. You better died. make it amazing. Oh, no. oh dear Lord! You better not ruin this. You just better not ruin it. You better not ruin this. Because if you come in, if you go, like, even though if you go for my man, you mess with Alucard, you mess with Police Girl, you mess with the with with, with world's best butler. No, no, just no, 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 that's all I can say. No, I won't. I won't accept it. I won't accept another franchise being killed with 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 bad movie making because you didn't pay any attention to the source material. Now, do I feel like he's not going to pay attention to the source material a little bit? A part of me is very scared. A part of me very scared that he's going to do that. People are doing well uh, when they come out and they do stuff. They're doing a they're doing a better job. 
they're doing a better job of paying attention to the source material. But then they decide to to get all creative and junk when creativity wasn't necessary because it was all right there. It's called a it's art. My son's talking in the background. No, it's art that you are adapting. But uh, well, Decker, you bring up a lot of points. I, I think you know. I think a good portion of us here are familiar with Helsing and, and certainly Helsing's history. Mm-hmm. Um, Helsing definitely is a classic title uh, at this point, originally published uh, in Japan back in 97, uh, you know, manga wise. And of course, um, you know, was localized by uh, Dark Horse, uh, you know, years later in the 2000s. And of course, the anime came out. The original anime came out in the in the two thousands, uh, early two thousands, um, with uh, ending song by Mr. Big. I enjoyed Shine. Shine was a good song. Yeah. Um, you know, then of course, uh, it went off the rails. Original creator Kota Hirano's like, "Hey, I want something better for my property," and we got Hellsing Ultimate, which is which is great, and history, you know, since then. That being said, to the panel, um, let's let's go over to. Of course, the old Otaku of the Mountain is very familiar. I have, I have known the old Otaku and his greatness for a long time, and I know he is familiar with the title called Helsing. So, are you surprised this is happening? <laughs> a little bit. I wish that it wouldn't. Because some things just need to be left alone. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And and yes. and like we said, we we've had the discussion that there aren't there aren't that many uh, adaptations that have been good. But has there been a? There's only been like what one good American adaptation. So far, yes. So far. Um... And of course, even that's even that's debatable because uh, you know because of so many things, so many avenues. You know, obviously, you look at uh, you know movie. You know, you look at the talking heads on a particular website and the retro element. So the consensus was at a point, Battle Angel Alita is or Alita Battle Angel is you know the one you're talking about. Then others have said, yeah. oh no, that's that's not entirely perfect. That actually goes to Speed Racer. Just people couldn't read between the lines back then. So, <laughs> depending I on who not, you ask, it varies. I have not seen Speed Racer yet. I, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I've been told I've been told to watch it. There, I've heard people say that it's not that bad. I the doubt it'd be as good as really a, cool, but uh, yeah. <laughs> But I will say that uh, probably my favorite uh, American adaptation has been Alita, because I'm a I've been a huge fan of Alita since I was a teenager. This is true. Yeah, I had no problems with that, it. I was just happy that uh, James Cameron was finally able to make the damn movie. This is true. And James Cameron being uh, of all of his uh, achievements uh, with with you know such as uh, you know. Stuff with Alien, um, of course, Avatar. He is an anime fan to his heart, and he showed that here. That 
is something you look at the behind the scenes of um, Aaliyah Battle Angel. There's a whole amount of detail that goes in with him. You can tell that uh, it's not just, hey, I'm doing this for the show and this is my market, even though that may, you know, even though it is, but he obviously cares about the source material and the creator and, and everything that goes within that and goes through an element to show that in uh, the film. So very interesting times. Um, Pirate Zaku. Now you've, you've been around Pirate Zaku and, and mm-hmm. have seen some things happen in, in your, in your <laughs> travels. So to live in 2021 and see that we have gone from the superhero genre kind of peaking in spots. And now we're kind of back into like video games and anime kind of getting the uh, live action treatment. Uh, how does this with Helsing make you feel? Uh, I mean, we've had some bad ones. For example, Netflix's Death Note. Um, I mean, it was great having um, Willem Dafoe voicing Ryuk. But, that was the only good thing about that um, movie. Yeah, that was probably that was like the only good thing. That was the only good thing about that movie. Um, other than that, it was uh, it was a little rough. Um, <laughs> uh, I I always want to try and give you know them chances at being able to do um, do well. I don't you know I, I'd love to see them be successful. Like you never want to see somebody have um, and not be able to. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey. I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. (laughs) The moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers? Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now. Taking 15 what? Was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs so you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com. Do well uh, with their adaptions, for example, like even with video game ones, for um, uh, Sonic. Yeah, first everyone was really pissed off because of how they um, animated him, but... Um, everyone needed to be pissed off about that. Yeah. I mean, the, like, you had, yeah. what was it, 20 years of material to figure out how to make Sonic look, and then you make him look like the... You, you, you yeah. literally make him look <laughs> like some lady went and got knocked up by a hedgehog. <laughs> that's what you made him look like. You, uh, uh, there was no reason for them to do that. None. Right. I'm sorry, I interjected completely, but there was no that's reason for fine. them to do that. They but, almost uh, screwed up a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I um. I again. I I'd love to see them do well. Uh, because you never want anyone to really fail. Obviously. Um. I mean. So I'm I'm, I'm hoping for something good. Um. I'll you know James Cameron. Um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give him a shot. Of course, we also do want to try and see, like, who's, who are they picking as actors? Because that's also important. Very. Um, see what kind of representation or, or who they're picking, who gets the best uh, choice, or is it, you know, flavor of the month? Valid. And so far, all we know is that the, the project is happening. There hasn't been a selection and cast as of yet. Um, we only know of a few names attached to the project uh, in particular, but it's it's mostly from the production side, but um, no no actors attached, no key director, no release date, but it's in the wings. And uh, we'll, we will definitely have to see what happens there. But uh, what is happening or what has happened um, lately is um, the little engine that started and stopped and started again, then <laughs> got delayed, but then now it seems to be coming out of the track, is Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0. Uh, so, initially uh, delayed a few times because of, uh, well, Ano and uh, Hideaki Ano in life. And then, of course, the COVID hit, and there was that. And it was supposed to premiere earlier this year, and course the state of emergency delayed that but uh is been uh, apparently on its way to rolling out uh march 8th and you know has been seen you know as far as a, a preview of the first 12 minutes of the film on online through kara's uh website uh, i actually had the pleasure of seeing it myself uh via youtube and uh, kara's official page so um, exciting times, and of course, 3.0 plus 1.0 is part of the uh, tetralogy that started, uh, you know, back uh, re the re the tetralogy, the rebuild of Evangelion started back in 2007. So uh, finally, this is supposed to put a, a, a wrap upon things, considering that uh, the subtitle is "Thrice Upon a Time." Is it goodbye? Uh... Evangelion. Is it? So, well, for the for the rebuild, it is. For the rebuild, the rebuild's done. You know, so let's. Okay, so Ava's been around a long time. Mega franchise. It's basically for those that don't know, just as a good little element because we're getting closer in. It's very similar to Star Wars in the sense that of of huge cultural iconography like the way that america views star wars is the way japan views evangelion and of course ava holds a very big spot in you know fandom across the board it's the series that changed uh anime in ways deconstruction of the super robot genre but also deconstruction of anime itself in ways um old otaku so the rebuild train looks like it's coming to a close here are, are you happy are, are you sad i'm are happy you, are you upset because yeah, i'm happy because it took forever to get here but i don't think we're going to see the last of ava i really don't because it, wow. it makes money 
We'll see it again in one form or another. Like, I doubt we're going to do any more uh, movies because Anno takes too long. When when did that first movie come out? What was it, like, 06, I think? 07, 07. Late 07, early 07, yes. Yeah, it's been 14 years for four movies. Valid. And he did Shin Godzilla in the middle of this. Shin Godzilla is fun. Very fun. And he also did The Wind Rises. So he had a chance to be alongside well, um Hal he, didn't, he didn't he didn't do the wind rises, he just voiced in it. He did, but he also became like a mass icon. The way he looked up to Hal Miyazaki, he literally now is Hal Miyazaki to a lot of the young <laughs> animators. Because mm-hmm. he is now the old guy that is running things. You know, that people look at like, yeah, he's he's in that similar spectrum like he's he's not that far from it he is a legend uh albeit very uh time consuming with uh <laughs> things happening but uh, uh you, you mean he's uh not picking on the president of bones well that's a that's a whole... <laughs> <laughs> now that's a reference to uh that's a reference to a j drama that's very popular uh amongst bands uh blue blazes uh oi hono which is uh, the story of really uh, this this young up and coming manga artist in the during the otaku generation, and uh, that person uh, the 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 main character actually ends up doing a few things with his career, including he makes a lot of the character designs for a little series called Mobile Fighter G Gundam. So, you know. Just something to note there. But Ano, Hideaki Ano is featured, and the President of Bones is featured there in their youth. And yes, there's a lot of. You gotta remember, Ano was very passionate, old otaku. He's a passionate fan, and he kind of took it to an extreme to the point where he, uh, you know, he used to pose as Ultraman. He used to get into the Ultraman pose. Did I lose? Can we drop him? I don't know. Nope. Someone got lost. I think Chris got lost. It's because he talked bad. He he only called G Gundam little. (laughs) Nothing little about G Gundam. Shining hand reached out from the grave, grasped victory. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. (laughs) <laughs> so, well, you know what, since we have air to fill until Chris gets back, help me understand what, like, so I watched Ava, I watched what was on Netflix, and I feel like that that was the wrong version oh, to watch. Yeah, yeah, that was. It, it, uh, it was. Why Why did you watch that? Because I'm not paying for Ava. You could have asked me. I own Ava. I forgot. <laughs> That's what happened. I forgot. So sue me, <laughs> but what is the I, three I point? Don't don't you dare! Just loan me the correct Ava to watch, so I can know exactly what's going on. And I mean, the the only things that I finally um, that I finally think I actually have understanding on is, um, you know, post apocalyptic, always spring slash summer, and mm-hmm. Shinji's a moron because he wouldn't get in the goddamn robot. <laughs> And if he had just so gotten in the robot yeah. earlier, things might have been a little different. 
<laughs> Actually, I really think things would have been different if Shinji had actually, you know, fulfilled every teenager's dream. But, you know, uh, uh, the person who apparently liked him just didn't want to go there. And then, you know, she lost an eye and became crazy. No, I don't care about her. No one does. <laughs> no one does. Well, apparently some people do, which is a shame. <laughs> lots of feelings with, uh, lots of feelings with Ava. But, um, as, as I was readjusting here, uh, Pirate Zaku, your, your thoughts on, uh, you know, rebuild wrapping up, all, um, all that. You know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, it's been such a long wait. Um, it's been such an incredible just like journey from the original to this to um uh and then of course that blip from the Netflix version. Um that that's a fiasco all on its own, but just it it's great to see that, you know, it's uh it's coming to a quote unquote end. Um uh I think it is gonna be one of those series that's gonna continuously bring um money in um uh, but it's just one of those that's uh so incredibly mind not necessarily mind-blowing but it definitely makes you think a lot more um it it's definitely one of those uh great anime that um everyone needs to experience in some form right no the right form <laughs> it, true yeah definitely in the right form. <laughs> look look i had to watch it one way or the other and now I can borrow it after I move so I can watch it properly. <laughs> you will have to uh, find a way to watch End of Ava, though, because I do not own that. You'll probably have to borrow that from Justin. Oh, I was going to go after the Harvester because I'm pretty sure he's got that somewhere hidden somewhere. But yeah, Justin would be easy. Maybe. Yeah, that's one of the ones that I didn't get. I I, um, I got the, the Silver Box collection when that was coming out. Oh, yeah, I've the, got uh... Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I have that because of uh, Chris gave me that, and then I have Death and Rebirth. I never got into Veva. So hopefully by the time that happens, maybe I can find a good copy on eBay, and I'll just end up buying it because I do need it for my collection. Now, with all of that said, we know that uh, G-Kids is, uh, as well as uh, all the anime uh, company based in the UK, um, will be doing a a Blu-ray uh, release of Evangelion, uh, localized uh, Blu-ray release. Of course, um, the details are still forthcoming as it relates to uh, matters, but of course, with it being an anniversary element, given that um, Evangelion is very much up there, uh, Ava came out 1995, not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Something like so, that. so it, it's very much up there. So, um, I would just assume that the licensors are in the best position. Hopefully they will do their part just to have an across the board element to bring uh, all fans uh, together on that and uh, make that a thing. As for us, and because of matters, we will be looking at Evangelion um, in an aspect, of course, with um, ARS 45, the helm, and we'll certainly... um, you know, the old otaku and, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about that as a, you know, collective and see how we go about that. Because Ava's not a, Ava's not just one thing. 
Ava's a lot of things. Ava is shaving cream. Ava is a bullet train. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It was a lot of things. And of course, you know, with the different interpretations, um, definitely worth checking out, especially for the hubs that we have talked about from TV, its initial movie um, element, Death and Rebirth, End of Evangelion, and of course the the rebuild of Ava. Um, definitely interesting times, and uh, certainly looking forward to when it gets released and what that's going to look like as far as you know the finale of that. Um, whether it goes to Blu-ray in proper way or whether there's a delay, we'll have to see. But without delay, uh, and because of Deckard Bain's choice of words, we have uh, a lovely little surprise. So we open uh, this geek gashapon here on a little thing called WandaVision. <gasps> WandaVision! I really think they should have done like its own little... Um... Should have had its own, you know, opening theme, something to hit, not just a mock up, you know, to let you know all the things, but just to do extra. I wanted more. God, I wanted more. Well, given uh, what you got here, let's uh, without hate, without waste, let's go into haste here. Let's get into it. Um, WandaVision, of course, um, came out this year. Definitely made a, a, you know, a surprise on all fronts. Made I think a it made a huge a splash. Um, made a huge splash. Let's let's. If this were the Olympics, it would have lost because of how big of a splash it made. But everyone would be wet because they know about it. <laughs> a mass tidal wave, if you will. So massive. <laughs> yes. So um, of course, let's let's look at all of it. Disney Plus launched back November twelfth. Of 2019, and we didn't know what the future. Nobody knew what this thing was gonna, what it was gonna do. This, we were all hoping that you know, Disney wasn't gonna go and Disney were... it up and make things bad, because <laughs> that they certainly could have done. This is true, this is true. But it, but initially with Disney Plus, it was a lot of the usual suspects, and you know, a couple of favorites. Uh, you know, of course, people were excited. Hey, they're getting the X Men animated series on Disney Plus. Yay, good times. So, there were there were things there and a couple of originals. But the one that was holding it down for the time was the Mandalorian, or uh, you know, Star Wars, and that became the the immediate ace. Um, and so. We get news, hey, they're going to do stuff for the MCU. We get the rollout. And what this next phase is going to look like. And, and mind you, we're talking about a time when, uh, you know, for a lot of people, the MCU was, you know, it was looking like, hey, this is, if they don't make any more after this, they left on a on a note here with, with Endgame. Endgame seemed like for a lot of people, much like its title, 
did well. Like the name. End game. This is the end of the game. I'm good. Um, you know, I got my fill here. This was pretty filling. Wait a second, hold on. Who but, here uh, felt like that? I know I didn't. Some people did. Like as far as as far as superhero stuff being no. well executed. Oh, and well in execution, like yes. That was like an apex for them. Nah. Nah. Because <laughs> I needed to see Thor get thin and work through his problems and eventually hook up with Valkyrie. <laughs> just because I need to live vicariously through him and the fact that it's Tessa Thompson and she's just Tessa Thompson. <laughs> But no, no, that wouldn't. But go, go, go ahead, go ahead. Some people, some people said this is the end. I don't agree. Go ahead, please, please continue. So, okay, so some people said this, and um, of course, that's when we started seeing a lot of things shift in the entertainment spectrum. The the end of the uh, Disney uh, Netflix uh, partnership that uh, gave us a lot of the street level uh, heroes, their respective series: Luke Cage, Daredevil. Um, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, of course, you know, the, the, the amalgamated element to the Defenders and the Punisher. All of that came to a head and all those shows were canceled to, you know, symbolize the end of that partnership. Um, and of course, other elements within Disney also started ending. Um, in particular, other things just started just wrapping up or, or didn't last long. Um, Agent Carter, uh, the Inhumans, you know, this was years prior. And, of course, the, the long-running Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So to have, like, a, a more unified, focused effort. Because uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., with respect to it, um, the most it was ever focused as far as the MCU goes was that period during Winter Soldier in uh age of ultron and that was kind of really it because of the uh the creative element that was going on at the time between uh, kevin feige head of um the mcu well now head of uh, of all of it he, he's chief creative control over everything now and at that time was um it was him and the tv uh uh exec at the time um that did not see eye to eye. Uh, I believe it was Jeff Loeb that did not see eye to eye on a particular element. And so a lot of internal change happened as well. And of course, with COVID-19 being a factor, uh, things got hampered and everyone was looking forward to Black Widow kicking things off. That didn't happen and delay after delay <laughs> Everyone thought, hey, maybe they'll use Disney Plus to be the one to launch this. And they, they did not. Old Sotaku and I were just talking about that the other day. We were like, oh, uh, he was like, yeah. And then uh, Black Widow was supposed to happen. And I went, uh, oh, my God, that's right. Where did that go? <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, what the hell happened with Black Widow? I saw the, the commercials for it last year. And then next thing you know, it's like, haha, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> This is true, and, and and part of that was, uh, you know, as as was rolled out by by corporate that uh, they wanted to monitor the situation, obviously with, with COVID nineteen, because they want they wanted to have a theatrical release. Uh, there is a difference between theatrical and streaming, uh, even for a simultaneous element. Um, for having that, 
you could do that, but the returns and all may appear slightly different. Now, I'm 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 not doing a direct quote there, but there's a difference there in why they wanted a a more traditional theatrical, and that's why uh, Black Widow's been delayed for this period, forcing essentially the TV element to take center stage with uh, Disney Plus and WandaVision uh, has a lot of accolades coming into matters in the sense of it's the first new Marvel anything during um, COVID-19. So, and so I want to well, hop in and just ask a yeah. question before you get too deep. Has sure. this may be me looking way too much into things, but okay. it really looks like you can see small changes in filming because of COVID. I don't know if mm-hmm. anyone else noticed then in that show, unless it was absolutely necessary, people were distanced. People were not clumped together. You didn't see huge anything. Mm. Huge amounts, like large groups of people. Stuff that, things that are coming out now are not being produced and made in the ways that they used to be. And you can kind of see it a little bit in production. I'm just asking if anyone else notices it or is this literally just me? You're right. I, it didn't really hit me, but unless there were scenes that really forcefully had to have them standing close, they really weren't. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. It it, it looks You're like right. it's the new thing, because I had to sit back and wonder, like, uh, just before, uh, before I got home on Friday, I'm, you know, flipping through Twitter, waiting on, um, waiting on my son, you know, finish playing around, and I see a picture I think Mark Ruffalo posted it and it's of vision, you know, after, after, you know, the show's done because they did, they did a really, really good job with, um, I don't think it's spoiling it. Well, they did a really, really good job with what they needed to do with vision to one, keep up with the comics and to continue on the lore. But they showed a shot of him just chilling by himself next to, with his phone in full makeup uh, after the shoot. And it's like, are, are, is, they, are, they, they have to keep people distance. They have to keep doing that. Everything is changing or everything has changed or it's continuing to change to match this COVID thing and to keep everyone healthy, which mm-hmm. it's freaking amazing. And I wonder if that had more to do with... Um, with Black Widow not being available to us now than anything. You know, a lot more than we are really thinking because mm-hmm. with movies like that, like we've heard, um, I know in the past couple of years, I've heard so much more about reshoots and how much extra effort has to go in there and then how sometimes they'll have to just, that nobody's just being grabbed to say, hey, we need, we need to redo this scene here because we made XYZ change or something didn't fit or we noticed XYZ in post. Um, and we got to redo it. That's not happening. You're not able to just grab somebody from home like that anymore, toss them on a plane, and 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 make it work. I wonder, do you guys think that had anything to do with uh, what's going on with with Black Widow? Because I, I was really excited to see this movie, even though I'm still sad that she's. I can't even say it. Well, well, I think you brought up a lot of no, you brought up a lot of really good points. Um, just to, to sort of break this down, 
Um, from the WandaVision take, WandaVision was filmed during COVID, so there was a break period between episodes for you know periods of time for COVID nineteen. So mm-hmm. that does play into it exactly what you're saying, and and Pyrozaku, of course, attests to that. I I agree as well. Um, as it relates to Black Widow, as far as um, you know, elements that you know, as far as like reshoots, things of that sort. Uh, possibility, just in speculation, possibility as far as like any material, and especially given how the MCU is structured, usually prior to COVID-19, the MCU films had a way of coming out mm-hmm. sequentially as far as this film happens to reveal said things so that the next film that comes after it will follow up in some way. Or this will follow up in a film like two or three films later, by the time we get to like the next Avengers film, you will see this again. So there was a pattern that was flowing smoothly until COVID-19. And so Black Widow's uh, element was supposed to be um, based in canon in a particular period. Um, And I guess this is where, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go into uh, inside baseball. I'm sure uh, Deckard Bain will catch this in post. Uh, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Is everybody out the room? I Great. Let's be. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, they, they, they have to be. So it's a very let's, good let's, spoiler let's warning. Get into it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Black Widow is supposed to take place after Civil War, but before Endgame. So it's in that calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's partner plan. In fact, people who diet together lose 20% more weight than dieting on their own. Get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant portioned with half the calories. Don't wait. You could win big cash during Nutrisystem's Better Together Partner Plan 100K giveaway and maybe win the grand prize of $25,000. Just go to Nutrisystem.com com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off your first month. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Don't wait. This partner plan offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin right now and get 50% off plus an extra $50 off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash thin. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. No purchase necessary. Open only to U.S. residents over 21. Void where prohibited. Runs December 25 through April 4th, 2022. For official rules, visit Nutrisystem.com. Time period for Black Widow. Um, So given certain elements there, it was, you know, if things were normal, it would have been released. And then the TV series that are now coming out, like WandaVision, would have played well into that element. But now with, especially with the post-credit material, because we don't know what that post-credit is to this day. We don't know. And that's, probably the the most guarded secret right now because that's probably one of the other factors that's that's keeping this movie like solid because you already have the element that hey it's a prequel movie so what else could possibly happen out of it post credit um but i do believe covid19 has played a a huge factor in uh in quite a few things and especially with the subsequent uh projects to come uh there's no telling especially for the film side how all of this is going to go because um you know with the fear of the pandemic and even for a vaccine um there's still that element in the air 
literally, um, and, 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 you know, figuratively speaking with the, with the fear and, and things involved. Um, that being said, certainly WandaVision came at a time when people wanted something new from Marvel and something different from Marvel. Uh, so let's dive in further in. So WandaVision is essentially now the, the start of, or unofficial start of phase four of the MCU. This is after Endgame. This is after a lot of catastrophic things have happened. And after the heroic efforts of many to fight for all that is good. And so now we delve into this first episode and it's all black and white now. Where, where's the color? It's, what is this? What is this opening? This looks very familiar. And all of a sudden, those old-timey reruns are coming back in my mind. Not even the Nick at Night stuff. This is stuff from waking up four in the morning. <laughs> this, is this I Love Lucy? No, nah, this, that... uh, this was pre- that was, uh, dang it! What like, is that show? What's that show? Because I love Lucy. It was the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, was yeah. I was gonna say because uh, yeah, I love Lucy. I love Lucy was its own issue because this was uh, Lucille Bald, not only a female comedian, but this was her show, and that wasn't a thing. Right. That was something that could happen in like the '60s. So, like when we had that, yeah. you know, jump up that was closer to an I Love Lucy time, like in the second uh, second episode when we had that small little time skip. Everything was still black and white. Oh, yeah. But we had that little time skip. Because she wasn't expected to be the homemaker like she was in the first episode. Very much so. So Mad props go. to John, Donna and Jo This Rupp. is why we have an ensemble... This is why we have an ensemble, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I only know so much about this because I have complained about it since I was eight. My dad taped over my tape of Total Recall with I Love Lucy. I didn't hate I Love Lucy back then, but I have a grudge. (laughs) (laughs) So, first episode kicks off, and we are smack dab in uh, the midst of um, old-timey sitcom, uh, Dick Van Dyke element and we see uh wanda doing her thing in the kitchen we see uh vision up here with the with the suit and we look at those drapes the drapes though this setting and we are just thrown into this the situational comedy element all right so Um, i really thought that you were about to give us something really big about the drapes like there was something huge i missed about the drapes i read i went back and i read so much stuff about all the little spoilers and easter eggs something with the drapes what happened you had me excited no 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 it it, it, no just setting it up but since we're, we're well into it this this uh was very this first episode they say you know the first impression you get one time to make a good impression one time and uh, watching that first episode and the things that unfolded within that episode, um, very, very funny and very scary things, um, you know, from your typical 
situational comedy of, hey, what's the calendar and the date? Because that was the initial start of it. And then we figure out, oh, it's not a, is it a wedding? Is it an anniversary? And all of this is told between Wanda and Vision, not only in dialogue and their delivery, but um, they, they really, you see the, um, the genuine affection there. But the drawback is, what is it doing in the 50s element? That's the thing. Well, and um, that, that's the bold step we, that they had, because they threw something at you. It's like, because um, when, I, when I first saw that, I'm thinking that we're back with the time travel shenanigans. That uh, somebody went through, somebody did something, you know, the time stone wasn't completely destroyed, or uh, somebody had kicked her back a few decades and somehow managed to have vision back there too, or something crazy like that. Like they, they left you guessing, but gave you a lot of good stuff to work with. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. We're going to open this up here. Um, we're going to go down here. We're going to start pirate Zaku. Um, so you're smack dab in WandaVision. You see this first episode. Um, yeah. How are we feeling about this? I mean, I was, I was kind of like with everyone else. I was like, what is, what's going on here? Like, um, what, uh, why is it in black and white? What's going on? How is this, you know, what does this have to do with, uh, with what's going on? Um, you know, why is vision alive? Why are they acting this kind of silly way? <laughs> well, but, uh, and I, but then, you know, yeah, that the first episode was just so odd. Like we're obviously trying to figure out what's going on, but I was, I was just as confused as everyone. I'll say a bit in no, you know, go, go ahead. Cause I, I'm not going to hop in anymore. I'm not going to hop until uh, really... Ota old otaku talks about it. <laughs> Oh, what? Episode one. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, I didn't really think that. Uh, well, what do I want to say? Um, I wasn't confused or anything because, you know, well, for first starts, um, I have watched a good bit of the first season of a uh, Legion. So oddness in a comic book show is not new to me. Plus, I'd seen the trailers, so I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is what they're going to do." So I just, I just went with it. But you know, when I was little, I used to watch all those uh, Nick and Night shows, like Dick Van Dyke and I Love Lucy, and all the other ones. So it was, it was nice to uh, see that done again. Right. Yeah. Very I much so. It was really cool. It really was cool getting to see um, stuff because I, I grew up watching like I Love Lucy, um, not so much Dick Van Dyke, but, you know, those old Nick and Knight shows. Mm -hmm. uh, grew up watching those when I was younger and it was really cool. It was like that interesting little nostalgic feeling, um, but it, it was it was just so funky. <laughs> <laughs> I loved every bit of it. What really caught me and made me stick outside of the trailers, because the trailers already let you know that it was not going to stay like this. Things were not going to yeah. stay in this black and white, um, you know, the cookie cutter household. Um, but I love the fact that they brought in, they let you see what sensibility was like back then. Like the first thing 
uh, Mrs. Hart says is, how long have you been married and why don't you have any children? Like that, that was the thing back then. That old, old trope of, you know, if you're married, why don't you have kids already? Exactly. Um, but then what really made me stick and made me excited for the second episode, not just because of the fact, you know, I'm a fan of Marvel. Um, I do love, uh, Wanda. I do love the Scarlet Witch. I like seeing her getting her own, um, her own show. The fact that at dinner, while Mr. Hart is choking, Mrs. Hart just kind of just keeps repeating the stop it, stop it. It all it, it started to approach that creepy horror movie vibe, and you were expecting it things did, to go like very much out of control. It's a very Twilight Zone kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Twilight Zone, perfect. And it's like you you you're wondering, okay, what the hell is getting ready to happen? What the that hell one, is going yeah. on? That was I, so scary. <laughs> and it's like all you can do is and the fact that she just still stop it with the big smile on her face too. Stop mm-hmm. it. Just stop it. It's like I, I have to keep watching to find out. I gotta know. I gotta know who created this, who's doing this, who's making this happen, and why is it in nineteen fifties America? Exactly. The, the also, other I, aspects of oh, sorry. Oh sorry, I was sorry. just gonna say it was it was awesome getting to see Deborah Joe Rupp because I loved her on yes. um uh as a uh in that dev- in that, that 70 show, show yeah as a cookie yeah. as cookie what she was a cookie as the, mo- that, as that, that the was, mom yeah that was her name that was the nickname that our eric stag gave her cookie called a cookie oh was it cookie i didn't think oh, it was cookie yeah because really he always called her um in seventy show, I always called her by her name, and now I can't remember her freaking yeah, character's for name. Some reason I want to say Luann, and I'm like, that's not right. What am I thinking? Oh, you're thinking now, <laughs> uh, King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking King of the Hill here. Well, I mean, that's a, a another one that looks at uh, America in a different Kitty. way too. Kitty, it was Kitty timeline. Kitty, Kitty Foreman. Yeah, that's what it was. It Kitty. 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 Okay. Yeah, it was Kitty Foreman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foreman. Good times. Oh, good. My bad. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. That's okay. This is why we yeah, have an ensemble it was, it was cast. A, it was a cutesy. Um, it was a very cute name. Title. Yes, Cookie and Kitty. Very close. <laughs> very close. But see, this is why we have an ensemble cast, ladies and gentlemen. This is why we have an ensemble panel. Uh, some other things to note out of here, as everyone is, is summarized this uh, this this crazy first episode um, with Vision being the the working man and. Uh, Wanda being the the housewife, the homemaker, um, and of course we get, you know, we we get to see a few things build up in that element, and uh, you know, with Mister Hart, the old uh, the old boss type, and saving him, and Wanda having that crazy look in her face, well, that 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 very super serious look, and then the smile, that lovely that lovely yeah, this is my this is my deal, this is me, smile. Um, we we start to learn some things, but importantly, out of all of that, I wanted a Toastmaster after this episode. <laughs> I wanted the uh, I wanted the Stark Industries Toastmate uh, 2000. I wanted that toaster oven. That was good. That was a good nod. Good nod to true Americana. God bless you, Stark Industries. So, and also, I'm surprised that Yakety Yak did not trend 
uh, on social media after the first episode. Because uh, if you recall, this family, it looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. In uh, distracting his boss and, and and the boss's wife from seeing all the magical madness that Wanda can do in terms of fixing dinner, you know, he started to go into his own rendition of uh, Yakety Yak. So according yeah. to my research from my latest addiction in TikTok, give it a few weeks because they have not only brought back like all of the songs that we listened to in the 90s and the uh, 80s, they have brought back Chuck Norris facts. So it's only going to be a mo- it's only going to be time before we get that uh, before that starts trending. <laughs> oh yes. So typical of that first episode, we also get a look at the at a certain neighbor that stops by, uh, an Agnes that uh, stops by to give Wanda some advice, and you know typical uh, you know typical neighbor of that sitcom trope, and we just want to make note of that here. Um, you know, and so we go into episode two and, uh, episode two, pretty much it is the sixties. It is, uh, I love Lucy, uh, Decker Bain, uh, what were your thoughts on this episode? What, what exactly happened here? Hold on. I'm missing the entire question. Cause my wife asked me a question and I'm eating cake. <laughs> Oh well, as 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 Decker Bain, uh, as Decker Bain, as we somebody put cheesecake that, in front of me because I was dumb, and I asked <laughs> oh, for it. Oh, oh, it's really good. Thanks, but Mom. um, but uh, if anything, old Otaku of the mountain, the second episode, this this I Love Lucy episode, uh. The, the separate bed thing. So there's a whole thing about it when they're together in the, in, in, you know, they're talking. So back in those times, in those heydays, there was a whole um, restriction on the portrayal of couples in that element on television. It wasn't just because television. That was, I'm sorry, I'm going to, now that I understand what we're talking about. I can talk about it. Yay. Okay, there you go. It's, <laughs> no, it's it, it was literally so we see it all the time. Like in America, we sit down and, and call a lot of other places prudes and whatnot for what they do with um, uh, uh, certain videos of an adult variety. 
But in America, we spent our entire time ignoring the fact that people may have actually slept in the same bed. Like even to this day, we do not find it acceptable. Actually, example, the picture of uh, Willow Smith and whatever that boy was, I don't really know. I don't remember who his name was. You guys might remember, but the picture that was circulating with Willow Smith sitting on a bed above the covers, comfortable with another with a male in the room, and the world went on fire, the U.S. specifically, like that was wrong. Now, take that and go back. Couples, they actually literally kept their beds separate. I have gone into relatives' houses where they had two separate beds split apart, where whenever they decided that they wanted to be intimate, they may do one of two things. One goes to the other's bed or they may push them together. That was the sentiment. Sex was not a thing that you talked about. It wasn't a thing that you showed. You didn't even let people know that you had it. It was always implied. Now, implying that sex is a thing, that should happen for the children. Now, when anybody wants to sit down and say, please think of the children, do that. Don't let us know that you actually created us, mom and dad. We don't want to know about it. We don't want to have any idea what actually happened. We want to go with the idea in our little brains that all you did was kiss and then poof, by some weird kissing magic, mom got pregnant. That's, that's enough. That's all we needed to know. As for other adults, just accept it. That's what we have to tell uh, Helen Lovejoy. Exactly. (laughs) Won't you think of the children? Won't someone please think of the children? For the children. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone's bringing up the the number one word here, and that is uh, magic. And uh, just as uh, Decker Bain described, um, you know, with episode two, those beds were apart. With a wave of the hand from Wanda, those beds uh, got together. And they came together. And we get our opening, which is very... Bewitched. So, uh, at this point, Wanda is very much, uh, is it safe to say that, uh, and we've talked about this before, shout out to, uh, to the Harvester, who, uh, hosted the Magical Girl panel for some time. And of course, along with, uh, our, our, our other co-hosts, uh, you know, of course, Noise of the Mob, Lauren, and of course, our own uh, in Shelby. That is it safe to say that Wanda's a magical girl? That she's is it safe to say? Just you know, she's not fighting. It doesn't seem like she's fighting evil by the moonlight here, but she is certainly winning love here at this aspect. So um, I'm going to answer your question with a question: know. Is she a girl, and does she does magic? <laughs> yes, she does magic, and she is a girl. Especially so, we know she's I, a girl because she had the babies. So, yes, I I had uh, made a funny comment at the end of, of the series when she has her costume change. Um, yes. I jokingly turned to my wife and I told her, she's a Disney princess. She just got her costume, magical costume change. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, 
you're not wrong as you're you're you're, you're going into that. You're 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 not wrong. So uh, you know, as we're we we leaned into episode two of this, we get more magic because uh, you know, as she is on her way to getting that 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 outfit and that that crown, she's gotta she's gotta help you know do something for the community for the people. You know, you gotta do some things for the people first. That's how you you get the no. It's that's how you get for that. the children. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right for the children. That's right. This was for the children, and you said that. There you go. So flourish. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much plays up well, and because of the um, the element from the previous, you know, we're kind of, you know, we see a something out of this black and white world. Oh my goodness, we see color. We see a helicopter show up here a little toy helicopter and it's red and yellow what else is red and yellow what else could possibly be red and yellow iron man iron man <laughs> there there you go there you go so we see things come up as far as uh you know some changes here because it's the it's the 60. now agnes is still around and agnes is you know, much like Wanda, her style has changed a bit, you know, costume-wise. And Agnes is still the, you know, friendly but nosy neighbor, you know, still, you know, helping out. And, you know, she invites her over to meet the other neighbors. And this is, you know, where we get a chance to see some some other fun characters that are typical of uh, that that genre and of that, that trope. So we get the community meeting with all the, the housewives. And uh, we see, um, we get introduced to Geraldine, and we get introduced to the, uh, the what do we call it, Old Otago of the Mountain? What did we call that, that woman who was leading the, uh, the group and wanted to be the center of attention? I hope you're going to say you Mitch know, on Rock. Just... The, the HBIC. Yes, that's what we, <laughs> yes, that, I, believe that was the, I believe that was the acronym, yes. And uh, we, we get introduced to her, and, uh, but, but Wanda gets to meet Geraldine and they become, you know, pretty good, you know, fast friends. Uh, meanwhile, Vision's job is still going, the computation element, and, you know, we still don't know what they do exactly. Still don't know. Like, it's it's something, it's a thing that's important. And uh, hey, course, all we know is that he brought productivity up. A couple, <laughs> a lot of percents. A lot of percents. A lot of percents. How, it doesn't that... matter what we're producing. We just did it. And you brought producti- productivity up. Good job, Vision. Oh, yes. And this is where we see Vision get to hang out with the boys. And uh, as noted, it's the 60s, so we do see a bit more representation as uh, as, as time goes about. Uh, and Vision and his, uh, you know, dilly-dallying with the guys gets a chance to experience guy stuff back then. Drinking. <laughs> Yay. Um, we see more things happen here that, uh, you know, just kind of stir Wanda up. And uh, talking to the, uh, I believe that that, 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 that woman, the, the acronym, talking to the, the H, HBIC. Um, and all of a sudden, the glass breaks. And there's, there's, there's blood. And you can see it just, just crimson right there in the black and white. And the stirring voice. This this radio static, that's just kind of shaking up Wanda for a peg, and we don't know what's what's going on, but then we get a lovely commercial. Ooh, that commercial, 
You want class, savoir faire, get a Strucker watch. Strucker, <laughs> the best way to go. It's like, yay, but you're also bad because it's Hydra. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that watch is stylish, but no. No. <laughs> no. No. Huh. So uh, from there. From there, we get into the magic show. Vision's uh, all sorts of messed up because he's been partying. He had that piece of gum, and it's gummed up his works. I love that they kept up those little tropes because that was a thing that would have been that would have been thought about in that time frame. Flourish. (laughs) Oh yes. So gum has messed him up. Not just hanging out drinking the tea, hanging out with the boys. But that gum, that you know, one piece. What made me laugh a little bit was it reminded me of Vitamin to Benjamin. <laughs> yes! It was like when, mm. um, and I, I wonder if that was, that was meant to be it because, you know, it, it was kind of, um, I mean, the whole show is, is kind of more comedic, which, which is great because I, I definitely appreciate the, um, the, the changes in there, the the addition of um, comedy ever since, um, basically like Ragnarok, um, they went more the let's be a little bit sillier with some of these um, with some of the jokes. But that was oh god, it just reminded me of Vitamina Benjamin, which is one of my favorite I Love Lucy episodes. It's one of the ones that definitely stands up uh, stands up to it. I was really really hoping in terms of uh, references to um, I Love Lucy. They were gonna do the um, the bonbon line. Oh yeah! I was really hoping they were gonna do something like that. Even though they didn't do it, I'm actually okay with it. But I was really hoping. I, that that was just my hope. Well, I mean, we get a few things. We still got a few other references in, but uh, they do the whole magic thing, and you know. The whole debate prior was, no, we can't just show the magic. Like you, People want to be in on the joke and say, like, oh, it's pretend we could see the wires. Like, wait, that was piano. That was my, that was my grandma's piano. So <laughs> they want to feel like they're in on, on, on it, too, and they can see things. So things go off well, um, and we see more development for Wanda and Vision as things go about. Uh, just as a startling reveal is getting ready to like, you know, I mean, hey, it's not every day you go outside at night and you see a guy in a bee outfit mm-hmm. <laughs> and a giant bee protector outfit. It's not every day. It's not every night you see that. So especially of coming, sudden, out of a, decides... coming out of a storm drain. I'm sorry. Especially coming out of a storm drain. Or oh, very much so. Yeah, that's weird. I mean. We'd, we'd expect that, and we, we'd expect that sometime in the '80s. Okay, that that's different. We don't expect this. <laughs> I don't expect a guy coming no. out of a manhole in a bee outfit in any age, <laughs> unless we're keeping the bees underground. You know, trying to keep those murder hornets away. Actually, that's, that's one of those things other. that was never uh, fully. You know, um, that's one of those uh, one of the people that we never find out about. You're right. Yeah, we, do. we we don't know exactly what happens to him. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, we well, we, we assume that he gets out of there, but we don't know what. I, 
That yeah, was well, watching Nerdist, and, and um, they were the joke there was that he got turned into the um, poster at the end there in the um, <laughs> in the library. <laughs> Which, not a wouldn't be surprised given how, once again, magical girl <laughs> makes things happen, and before you know it, we're in a the world starts going from black black and white to color. And it happens because of the startling reveal that happens out of the mix. She's, wait, that a bump? She's pregnant, and the world's got full Technicolor now. So that oh had my to, goodness. So going again with the tropes, that had to happen because if you ever noticed, um, if you are a fan of the shows from during that age, you never saw anyone pregnant. People just popped up with babies. If they were going to introduce a baby into anything, it was never mentioned. Only allowed to happen in the 70s where you could see somebody pregnant. So they had to do the jump. Was Lucy ever shown as pregnant in the show? Nope. No, she just had baby Ricky all of a sudden. That was it. Wow. Couldn't have, couldn't know. have babies. That they, they were faithful to the tropes, man. Faithful. <laughs> faithful to the tropes. So, so we're 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 now rolling in episode three. It's here. The seventies are here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let loose on this one. Old Otaku of of the mountain. How are we feeling about episode three? How are we at this point? Things are in color now. Things are bright and funky. Hey, I, I enjoyed it, man. It was nice and groovy. Nice and groovy. I, 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 I dig, <laughs> brother. I dig. Rock on, man. No, I, I dig that. <laughs> I dig that. Man. Man. It was totally sweet. <laughs> it was totally sweet. No, oh, it was. Wow. And uh, <laughs> of course, the you know noting that, of course, the uh, you know with every episode. Um, you know, there's always a nod. Um, and so this nod, this was more towards, as I said, the 70s period. So this would be more towards like the sort of the Osmonds, the the Brady Bunch sort of period of time. Um, you know, the bell-bottom pants, you know, those are always a thing. And, of course, vision in that hair. That <laughs> hair, though. That, that hair. Beautiful, beautiful head of hair. Oh, my God. Goodness, yes. I yes. like bald vision. Oh, I feel more goodness. accepted. And, and you just see the excitement of the young couple. And, you know, they have the doctor over and the doctor's old, dorky and crazy because that was the 70s. That's the way it was. Didn't understand. The, don't understand the women all that much. <laughs> <laughs> just from a scientific perspective. <laughs> Things were changing all the while, of course. And, uh, of course... Uh, we see um, Vision's coworker from um, from from his job, and, and Agnes is around, of course, per usual. Um, we get we we get to see Wanda getting set up for for you know the baby. The baby's coming. The baby's coming, and uh, you know we we get a feeling of just this is a, this is a true couple that genuinely love each other. Even though, once again, as Pirate Zaku brought up, 
Why is Vision alive? Because for those that are keeping track, Vision died in Infinity War. So, but we're here in funky, groovy 70s time. And we got nothing to do but set up for a baby room. And you know what? We have more Hydra products to, to give you. We had that Strucker watch last episode, and now we got that bath powder. I don't know how to feel about that bath powder, though. <laughs> I don't want to know what that bath powder is made of. That watch looked nice, but even then... Right, when I saw the watch, I was like, dude, I want one of those, and then I realized what it was, and I was like, oh, never mind, I don't want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Toss you in the... Fo no, toss you away. Toss you. Destroy you. Um, but no, um, of course... Things uh, mount up in this episode as, uh, you know, things are happening with Wanda's powers. And, you know, Geraldine comes by to help. And, you know, Wanda's in that you know, crazy situation element, much like those of the time. You know, you have to keep people from knowing the secret. You can't let them know. So we got to do everything to hide it from the storks and the fruit and everything else therein uh, happens that makes it hilarious. And of course, it you know all comes to the fact she gives birth. She gives birth. It seems like at first, oh, it's it's kind of it's it's you know that's a thing. It seems like it's it's over. She has twins, twins, not one, two, two lovely babies. Two lovely babies. And um, it seems like Agnes wants to talk to Vision about something. It seems mm -hmm. like Geraldine's got some some words that she wants to, you know, as, as Wanda's looking over her babies. And, you know, she, she names them. And she starts, you know, thinking of names. And she, she says, Pietra. Pietra. And Geraldine... Almost like she knew, chimes in and says, Pietro, that was your brother, wasn't it? He died. Ultron killed him. And then all of a sudden, you see, and uh, Old Otago the Mountain, I, 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 I feel you, because you're, you're going to. So, we're going to open up here. Did anyone just get the fear of God when. Uh, that happened, and Wanda just stared holes into Geraldine. She's like, what did you say? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I thought that what we were getting ready to see with that, we were going to find out that this was not something created by Wanda, but by someone else who just made everyone think Wanda did it. That's where I thought we were going to go with that. It was a nice little little twist until so, until she let us know how she was really feeling and said you know what Geraldine I think you need to go home what what I thought was going on because throughout all of this of course the first one I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on and then throughout like the other these these last two episodes I'm starting to try and, and put my own theory together um, I know everybody else had their theories but my first theory was was straight up, this is her dealing with grief and loss. 
Like I this is think her how smart you using are. her powers and just like not necessarily going apeshit, but just she's using her powers to deal with grief because she knows she can pretty much just um or not knows, but can create her own subconsciously uh, world. Yep, subconsciously she can do a lot of crap. So my my first thought with everything was she is dealing with her loss. Like it wasn't anything of oh she's controlled. Oh they're setting something up for some huge thing. No, it was just the. It, I just simply thought that it was her dealing with grief. So I agree with you there. I thought that I thought that was why Vision was there. That's the entire mm-hmm. reason I believe that. Vision was a part of this entire situation because Vision's dead. But when you look at Vision, he's got the Mind Stone completely confirmed once everything gets uh, into its Technicolor dream world. Mm-hmm. Once everything's colored, then it's like, hold on. He's still got the Mind Stone up there. What's going on? Is this Wanda or again, I went back to Vision's there for Wanda. This is something that, you know, it's supposed to be there to help or heal or whatever. Or I was really hoping it wasn't the other direction mm-hmm. where she w- where she was going deeper into some level of psychosis where she right. was trying to not deal with reality. Right. That's what I originally thought the whole reason that we were back in the 50s was about. It's because she was trying not to deal with things or someone was messing with her Mm -hmm. forcing her, you know, to be in a weird position and then, you know, things continue to march forward. Right. Well, no, totally. So, and, uh, with that, I, I put it over to old Otago of the mountain. So remember this episode and I remember the very unique, uh, element that you made for this episode specifically would you like to share on the podcast uh that unique element in comparison well what did i do i don't remember (laughs) no 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 you 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 did something for this so uh when when wanda stared holes through geraldine and told her you are not welcome here anymore and geraldine's trying to rationalize and reason with wanda and with the flick of her hands, just sends Geraldine flying out of her house, out of the town of Westview, and out of that whole universal plane, apparently. Because then we see her just flop down, you know, in a field surrounded by, by jeeps and military. What is going on here? What is going What were your, what were your thoughts? Because you, you did a meme. That was quite special to that occasion. Oh, <laughs> uh, when so, she was talking about uh, getting your black ass out of there. <laughs> yes. So basically, the meme w- compared Wanda Maximoff to Ike Turner played. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Go! Ah! 
Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, Lawrence Fishburne, and uh, what's love got to do with it? So whenever Ike Turner would get into a certain way, he'll let you know it's your time to go. Wanda got into a particular way. Well, it was time for Geraldine to go. Because uh, you, you, you broke the cardinal rule. You, you asked too many questions. You broke so, the golden bye. rule, Geraldine. Right. You, that's right. You, you, you get out. You don't get $200. You go. You go by. So from there, we get episode four. And episode four is different from what we've seen so far. Because... We're not in any sort of time element. We're in the present day. And no, episode four hadn't quite gotten there yet. Well, episode four did episode four jumped from the seventies into, Mm -hmm. into the eighties. So they were full house style. Well, no, that was like episode five. That was the yeah, very special episode. Episode. Ep- episode episode four was what happened after Endgame. Oh yeah. Well, actually, episode four yes. is happening right before all of that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Episode four was yeah. the one to catch you up and let you know that. Uh, yeah, people episode are real. four is when uh, everybody that didn't understand what was going on and was about to drop the show uh, got on board because they're like, "Oh, I understand this now." You know, I, they're they're explaining stuff to me because I'm too dumb to uh, realize what's going on myself. Now, now, old Otaku the Mountain. Now, now, there's. I, yeah, I remember want. for some people. That, well, <laughs> I didn't say that you couldn't say what you wanted. You, you're free to. You just said it. So there's not that. It's just when you're getting into such a high level concept, you gotta. And this is where the MCU has it's performed well they have to sometimes it's like it's like old school pro wrestling you have to slow it down a little bit for people to get the idea of what's happening so for all the crazy stuff that you're doing in like a wrestling match you got to put in a headlock to slow the match down a bit so people can understand psychology of what's going on well you also got you also got an opportunity to know exactly how far removed from endgame you were like the episode was necessary. Like even though you could kind of oh, figure out flat out that yes, this is after Endgame because um Vision shouldn't be there. And they've told you that this was coming in after Endgame anyway. There was nowhere for this to be uh pre-Endgame. Mm-hmm. But you had to know what was going on. You had to know. Right, we had to we had to know the players, you know, Geraldine, uh, you know, we found out in this, for those that watch, you know, Geraldine's actually, you know, Monica, uh, Monica Rambeau, um, the daughter of Maria Rambeau, if you recall from uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, and pretty much we see her, you know, after the, the blip, as they call it, after Endgame. I still and, like uh, saying that after everybody people, was not dusty. Right. After everybody and, stopped uh, being all dusty. She, Spider-Man was the, was the oh, one yeah. that gave me that. 
Oh yeah, a lot of people were dusty that day. That oof, that's a day that lives on in infamy. That is a that is a day. Um, but you know, Monica goes to find out the startling news that her her mom died of cancer. You know, and that they very dramatic part there in the episode, very well executed. Um, captures that feeling of sorrow and sadness, and we get more reveals that uh, her mom did something in her time. So she, her mom established a sword in this element, of course, very different from the Marvel comics where uh, typically sword, uh, which is the, the organization that handles um, space issues typically was led and, and handled by Abigail brand in the, in the comics here, uh, Maria Rambo established the, the organization and um, you know, Monica, uh, pretty much handles matters as an agent there, and we get to uh, catch up with a few others in the midst of it. Uh, FBI agent Jimmy Wu uh, oh, from such a funny character, such a great. Oh character. yes. So side note with him, um, I'll have to send it to you. Uh, it's on, he is on TikTok throwing down some bars. Dude got game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Jimmy Woo, um, you know, played by Randall Park from uh, Fresh Off the Boat, uh, Solid Hand, and of course the uh, the latest uh, 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 sitcom from NBC, uh, Young Rock. Uh, pretty much interviews Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, good, good actor, good approach here uh, with Jimmy Woo, his because he learned the magic trick that he wanted to master in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. He finally got it. Um, we catch up with, uh, with, uh, another character we hadn't seen in a while. And that is Dr. Uh, Darcy Lewis. Um, you know, uh, Kat Dennings returns here. Uh, we hadn't seen her really since, uh, Thor the Dark World. So it's been a while for, for her. Um, so good to see her back. And, uh, we get introduced to Tyler Hay, uh, Hayward. Uh, who is acting director uh, of uh, of Sword and just kind of really throwing his weight around here? Uh, feels like you know Wanda needs to be you know Wanda needs to be done away with. She's had this 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 town hostage, you know, using her powers, and you know this needs to to stop. And well, um, that is something that you know. If anyone's kept track of uh, matters with government organizations and superheroes, um, I believe that scorecard reads superheroes 500 organizations that try to stop them zero. So, you know, <laughs> but he's going to try. He's going to try. Um, but from there, from so four, because that was the explanation episode, uh, that, you know, we all, you know, pretty much uh, say, hey, it, it it happened, it was needed, it was a thing. Um, we then move to uh, Deckard Bain's, uh, as Deckard Bain was stating, we move to, back into the, the, the wonderful world. And that is uh, episode five on a very, you know, the on a very special episode, as they like to call it. That was the title. And that is very 80s um 80s early 90s because you look at uh, uh we got billy and tommy around and 
things just, uh, you know, they seem to age. You know, those kids just seem to grow. How do you feel about this one with the with the kids? It, you know, it or, lets you know that they were able to do a whole lot more um, than anyone anticipated because they could do what they wanted, when they wanted, how they wanted. Which is, um, which is interesting. It's like they they could have just gone and decided, yep, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm just gonna be an adult because I feel like it. Because <laughs> they they could have, they could have. It lets you know that a whole could've. lot more was happening here than uh, what you anticipated. Definitely, and they kept throwing. What was happening with Wanda's psyche at the time too? I was gonna say, it, it also let keeps you uh, on your toes because what? Uh, where did I hear about it? It was another video that I was watching where they were talking about WandaVision and how you got a couple of types of people who watch superhero movies. You have those who are genuinely interested in the product that's being uh, put put in front of you, and then you have those who were the huge fans. And the ones who are the huge fans come in a couple of flavors. And the most annoying one is the one who will sit down and tell you that XYZ is going to happen because this is exactly how it happened in the comic books, completely ignoring the fact that there's a whole lot of stuff that can't that isn't even connected to the comics thanks to licensing. And ignoring the awesome job that Marvel has done. The only question that I have left for Marvel is, what happened with Darcy and the intern and Thor? Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that the, the well, we we have that mystery, um, which that mystery does not get uh, answered here. But a lot of things happened in this episode. Uh, but episode five, a lot happened. We we see Agnes, of course, in the Jazzercise uh, deal, indicating the the eighties, and uh, the kids. Of course, they were babies, but now they're all of a sudden they're like. They're five, and then they're ten. And meanwhile, uh, once again, Sword is trying to figure out, okay, how do we approach this? Because, um, yeah, this isn't just something you could just walk over. Scarlet Witch is kind of heavy. Um, she took a whole town hostage and has created her own pocket world. This is a thing. And uh, I think really one of the better parts of the episode that showcases that is um when vision is uh talking to one of his co-workers and uh you know all of a sudden he puts his, his hand to his to his head and, and all of a sudden the real feelings start coming out it's not this npc dialogue of hey it's such a fun day it's oh my goodness i've been trapped here with my kids i don't know what's going on and vision has to touch him again to kind of keep him from having a, a breakdown um gonna open this up here because a lot happened here episode five pirate zaku what um, thoughts? that was an interesting that was a very interesting revelation of um you know really starting to break it down and again i felt like that was reaffirming my theory of she's created this world um done this thing where she doesn't have to um where she's trying to deal with um you know her issues um and i felt like 
that was definitely something that um uh how how do how does one say it it it, it just felt like it was her again dealing with all these issues that she's got and um now she's having to come to head to it and and now vision and the viewer and basically anyone who may have been watching him <laughs> um is seeing oh no you know maybe this is her she maybe she's choosing to do this on her own i'm not it's it's kind of interesting very very interesting times and uh you know and her talking to her kids during this time you know of course the kids have the the, the little dog at this point they have sparky and um you know when uh trouble starts brewing uh we learned that wanda can be very assertive and um when sword's like okay we're gonna form this whole thing and we're gonna try to make a break into this world okay that doesn't go too well because then they learn that uh wanda can do things like uh break the fourth wall and come into your world and be like yay hey um i know what you're doing out here leave my world alone because i'll surely rattle yours and uh proceeds to indicate that in her own show of strength and power um of course at this point in time they showed another commercial but i i, I don't think i was ready for those lagos paper towels i i, I don't think they're i don't think they had enough of those for what could have been a, a huge mess <laughs> if uh, wanda had gone that far um right very yeah, very, very messy. Very, they were some good paper towels. They'd give Bonnie for a run, run though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been a real... I, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, sure, it's more absorbent than your average brand, but I don't know, man. That's a lot of blood. <laughs> That's a lot of blood. But um, from there, um, we, we get the unfortunate... <laughs> Oh, that's true. That's right. You can't clean up blood if you're vaporized. That's true. Of your your dust. It's true. It's true. And that could that could have happened easily. But um, you know, like anything else, uh, there's a lot of things that happen, including uh, the lovely little doggy that was introduced in this episode. Unfortunately, um, did not last long. And uh, Agnes discovered the the poor little thing's remains, and the kids are. Or satin by this, of course, Billy and Tommy. Um, you know, they're like, well, you know, moms can do anything, parents can do anything, and uh, you know, you can bring them back. And it's like, no, this is one of those special episodes. You know, death matters. Well, at least it's supposed to. And uh, from there, we get, uh, you know, two other things that happen. Vision confronts Wanda on some of this. Like, yeah, why is this happening? Like, what is going on here? And, and she tries to... It looks like the show like ends like like Full House or the others. Like, as the scene goes, the credits are rolling. Mm-hmm. And literally, they start... The show starts breaking at that point. Like, no, 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 no. You will not roll this. You will not stop this conversation. <laughs> the credits stop. Right. It's, it's almost credits. like... It, it was so funny because it, it... You think about, like, arguments in real life where you know someone. Like, I... I bet you almost everyone that listens to this and and everyone here knows someone that is able to not necessarily weasel or worm their way out of uh, out of a 
a fight or, or a discussion, um, but we I'm pretty sure everybody knows someone that does something that's like, no, nope, I'm not dealing with this, all right? And then you, you just have to confront them. You have to tell them, no, uh, you're not getting away from this this time. This is an important conversation, and I need, we need to have this discussion. And I feel like that's that's what that part of that episode felt like. It's like, no, you're you're not you uh, run away from this long enough. I need you to confront this situation right now. So you you played really well. Like if we were all as smart as Zaku here, um, or let me rephrase, if I were as smart as Zaku here, you would see that that was her accepting that that's the thing. Can't Mm -hmm. really change it. That's right, because that's the episode where she sees him dead, right? Mm-hmm. Where she finally sees his body, where, where the audience sees his, uh, his corpse, his yep. reanimated corpse. And it's like, you... you it's... I believe so. The de- I think the dead eyes, maybe. We might be jumping a bit ahead, but I think that was the one with the dead eyes. Um, but a lot of things do start coming to a head. But then we get that break. And this is what broke the internet for a minute in this episode. So in the mm-hmm. midstream of their whole deal, there's a knock at the door. And all of a sudden, it's a silver-haired guy there just saying, hey, been here, hey, been looking for my sis. Can I come and hug my sis? Hey, and as the- those who are watching on the outside, they're going, wait a minute. Pedro? Well, the fact that Darcy just and, flat and, out says, wait, she recast Pietro? So this is where we go in. Uh, so Pietro, Quicksilver, uh, the recast statement stems from the fact that the Quicksilver <laughs> featured here, a different actor from um, the actor who played Quicksilver in Age of Ultron. Um, in the, in, you know, and of course, uh, winners, and of course, Winter Soldier, the post-credit Winter Soldier, where uh, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver made their debuts. Um, the Quicksilver presented here was from the X-Men films, particularly the uh, the run of X-Films, uh, Days of Future Past, um, X-Men uh, Apocalypse, uh, the quippy, uh, jokey Quicksilver that people liked as opposed to the stoic serious guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so a lot of theories went off the rails, which is why I'm glad we are recording it after the series is done, because so many theories are... Wait, what's not funny about, um, what, you didn't see that coming? (laughs) (laughs) So, side note, side note, the two actors that played Quicksilver between Sony's and Marvel's Quicksilver's, they, you guys have seen them together Fox. before. Yeah, they yeah. they were uh, best friends and kick ass. Yes, indeed. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. I hadn't seen kick ass in so long. I didn't realize. Oh my god, I'm gonna. Have I to go missed back out on that. it too, and it's like, oh, holy crap! These two knew each other long before <laughs> this. Now, granted, um, the other part there there was a part of me that was a uh, um, that was really hoping that. Um, I still kind of hope that this is going to be the impetus for uh, some changes to come along, you know, for some uh, uh, for some uh, certain a certain uncanny group to be (laughs) uh, uh, to be made available to us. 
we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Oh uh, yeah, we definitely do. Because <laughs> we're, we, we're that's why we're doing it after you know the the show has has ended because so many theories ran rampant during this this episode and uh, and you know for reasons. Now of course I I do want to say this because uh, this is before we we'll, you know we'll get into it. Not every mutant is an X Man. So let's get that straight. Well, so here, let's just okay. put let's put not it this way. If there's for anyone out there who has not noticed, there are no mutants in the MCU. Mm-hmm. No matter who it is, it's always it they've been Scarlet as something else. Yep, Scarlet Witch and Pietro did not get their powers from birth. They didn't have them. Well, they got their powers well, from the Mind Stone. Uh, uh, as well, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about yeah. that. We're gonna. No, as as, as <laughs> it's laid out right now, you guys are you're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Don't get ahead of me, people. Right. As we know, that's what we're saying. We're, all of their powers came from experiments from D Bag Strucker in Age of Ultron. Well, in, in Winter so Soldier, the post credit Winter Soldier into Age of well, Ultron. Well, y- yes, okay. Because they showed but, up at the tail end of Winter Soldier in the post credit. It's still something that's not. It's something that's not. You, we we just don't have any mutants in the MCU at that time. So right now we have to feasibly assume until they say so. And I really hope. I'm just really hoping. I'm really. That hoping. being said, nope. We're we're, we're gonna. We're going to open this up soon because we're, we're going to be wrapping soon. Episode six hits, and that's the Halloween episode. Uh, since we're, we're at this point, there was a lovely yogurt commercial here. That yogurt looks good, but uh, that yogurt looks like it, it's, it's got some stuff there because uh, apparently that yogurt is very, uh, very addictive because you, 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 you'll literally die trying to open it. Um, so maybe it's just nothing there at all. Just, just, just. You know, it, it's there, but very good homage to the '90s. Oh, I thought that was just we a, we're in the late '90s. You don't want to eat <laughs> that. That seemed like just a massive <laughs> level of torture. That that commercial, like kids oh, dying God. of freaking hunger. You think a shark's gonna come up and eat them? It's like, no, I've been hungry before, little dude. Here, have this yogurt that he can't actually open because finger that's, dexterity that's, that's is gone. Quite the, uh, the foreshadowing in that one too. It's true. There was some force. Yeah, some fierce foreshadowing in this one. So, um, with the with the with the previous episode, that was more '80s. So we had like the growing pains for the intro, sort of homage there. We had like sort of the growing pains sort of uh, element there, um, kind of Full House esque. Here, this is more so, uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, that's exactly yes. what they were going for. Or Maximoff in the Middle, as some people call it. So. <laughs> So uh, we see everyone in their in their outfits. Uh, Billy and Tommy come dressed in their outfits, and this is where this is an old taco like this because this is where we can we can start getting in a little bit. So Billy and Tommy, um, as far as concept, they 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 they've been around for a bit, dabbled in different ways in the in the comics. Of course, in in the two thousands, uh, they were fleshed out as uh, the Young Avengers. Um, Wiccan and uh, Speed, respect, uh, respectively, for the two. Um, 
That's so we see them in their little outfits. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's some wicked speed, man. <laughs> that is some wicked, wicked speed. <laughs> Magical speed. It is a wicked speed. Uh, but you, you see them in their outfits and their their respective like little outfits, and then you see Quicksilver in his uh in his classic sort of the homage to the classic blue outfit in the hair. Um, and so many theories about that that the hairstyle too. There, there's like a, you know one wild theory that it's you know kind of in reference to Wolverine's hairstyle. Other theories that hey that's that's just Quicksilver's like old hairstyle from the comics that was just kind of out there. Yeah, way that's back. that's exactly but, what it was. You know, I don't you know, I, now now that, that, have, that's one that I have to argue with. Why would anybody read too much into that? Because Quicksilver had a really dumb haircut back in the day, and that <laughs> was it. It that was it, um, but no, we see everyone in there. You know, this is typically the trope in superhero shows in general, where it's like people are like, well, why can't they make the costumes in the movies just like the just like in the comics? Why can't they replicate that exactly? And then they, and they, they just show showed you, you why well, they try to do that here and and the bright. I was colors. gonna say, didn't we see that joke in um in the first X Men? <laughs> we got some yellow we tights see- you can wear. <laughs> <laughs> we we got that in the first. X-Men film, we got that in Captain America First Avenger, when he's got the classic outfit when he's doing the um the 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 the, the whole thing for the troops. Um mm-hmm. you know, we get the classic outfit with the little wings on the you know the, the, the mask, and then we get the more practical outfit that he wears in, in actual battle. So and of course that, that trope's been played in other other shows. Luke Cage has done it. A couple of others have, have, have done it as well. So we get that here. And Deadpool, because um, he doesn't want uh, yellow tights or to be animated. Right. He doesn't want green. He doesn't. Want, he doesn't want green. He doesn't want green, particularly green, because because yep. you know, that was a Ryan Reynolds deal. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want green tights. Tights. He yep. doesn't want to be doesn't animated. Want to be animated. <laughs> but we do get that. There's a lot of that that happens. Um, you know, so we get to see children here. As well in this episode, and and for the duration of this whole thing in Westview, with Scarlet Witch, we haven't seen children around, and that becomes a question later in this episode because Pietro kind of throws that in a in a weird way, kind of brings that up, and we get a couple other things with Vision as well uh, during his uh, you know because he's still trying to figure out the truth of you know what's you coming to bed hon yep honey i'll be right there just got to turn out the light ow 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 Ah! some things never change like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on and geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance sweetie i think i left the downstairs light on please don't make me go 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just two fifty. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Going on here? What is the thing? And of course, we see Agnes in her uh, Halloween costume. 
her uh her 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 her, her witch outfit so uh apparently she has her her talk with vision and you know and apparently it's like uh you know she tells him hey you you know the whole reveal you're actually you're dead help us you know i don't know how you can because you dead there's no you know way and and so we're getting more of a realization this is a very 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 fierce situation with wanda and um things begin to go a little out of hand because um you know barriers start eating people there's some there's some stuff happening so just opening it up thoughts halloween up episode scary stuff reveals old attack of the mountain you got anything to say about this i enjoyed the halloween episode it gave us a little you know um gave us the outfits it gave you more questions with vision and um uh, agnes and all that and it still shows the complete and uh, other utter stupidity of um of I forgot his name Hayward it, it it was a lot and then when uh Vision decided he wanted to see what was uh beyond the barrier didn't he and mm-hmm. that didn't work out too well definitely did not not at all Pirate Zaku um, I liked it. It was it was very uh, creepy. It definitely had, uh, I feel like, one of those uh, almost like um, kind of movie feel to it with how, um, with the certain type of way that it played out. Um, with like showing, um, you know, what she's done. And it was that the scene when she's at the when uh, vision gets to the edge of the town was just so creepy. Like they're not doing anything. They're not moving They're or they're doing the same motion over. It was, Oh, (laughs) just makes you think like, Holy crap. And then of course you start realizing, you know, why they're, um, this is going on, but it's, it's just so, it was a little unnerving seeing, um, that kind of stuff. And then, of course, even though we eventually find out why we find Agnes all the way down there, her also, like, a reaction to that was also, like, really scary, too. Like, how she was acting. But we all, we find out in the uh, other episode why that's going on, but... <laughs> oh, oh, definitely, definitely. We're gonna, we're, we're gonna roll into that. So at this point, just looking at the the bones of the show, there's a lot of stuff that goes into this, a lot of different things. Um, of course, the Vision and Scarlet Witch uh, miniseries, um, the Vision comic book that came out not too long ago. Um, and of course, another one that comes to mind, especially for Wanda, you know, House of M comes to mind specifically just as far as certain elements go here. And yet... We still haven't hit until now. Episode 7. So now we are smack dab in the 2000s. 
it is very modern family because we get a chance to wanda is talking to the viewers about her things she's like in this interview element very modern family um we get a nice little advertisement for uh antidepressants um <laughs> and i got the reference there there is a reference to it it's a it's a deep one uh, old otaku of the mountain approves he appreciates that you know there there's there's not here but um we're just we're gonna roll into basically the meat of this one because there's i'm gonna open it up but there's there's things things that brewed to a point and we get the reveal after everything that's happened and of course with with people being absorbed into the circus we find out in just a one little song that's a shout out to the monsters that it was one person all along Agatha Agnes turns out to be Agatha Harkness and we get in this musical number a lot of things that have happened and apparently she can counteract Wanda in ways and that musical number was nice until we got to a brutal element and brutal reality of that musical number she killed a dog. She is the best villain of the MCU. Opening it up. Thoughts? <laughs> Old Otago the Mountain. <laughs> I'm trying to remember everything that happened in that episode that led up to that. And I, I really don't remember much. But when well, I saw it was Mo that, I was, Monica I was, tried to enter the barrier. She tried to enter that barrier. You know, yeah, 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 she did. That that was that was actually one of the things that we uh, forgot to touch on was... uh. All the stuff that's been going on with Monica. And her yeah. her really awesome origin story. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yep. Monica is uh, you know, for, for those who follow the comics, she is uh she's been known as a couple of things, Spectrum, Photon, um, and of course Captain Marvel. Once upon a time in the comics. And uh, we certainly see some of that power scale and showcase here. We see some of that here um, in just her efforts. But um, the main thing that won, this was the episode that won the internet. Because there were people that made trap beats based on this episode. <laughs> Are you serious? Literally have made trap beats. Yeah, I'm serious. There's there's one out there. I've sent one to Old Otago of the Mountain. There's someone that made a trap beat after this. Yes. Yeah, Shelby so, told me about another one of those. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, very much a, a, a showcase that Agnes has been part of this whole element with Wanda manipulating, controlling certain aspects. Just being there, watching her. Kind of moving things along, helping her in ways. Uh, from episode, from the, from the, really, from the beginning up to this point. And, of course, killing Sparky. And, of course, putting, 
you know, Pietro to play because we find out Pietro's an imposter. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pietro. Yes. Yes. So, a lot of wild stuff here. And of course, uh, I love Vision and uh, Darcy's uh, dynamic here. Darcy's like, I- I'm not interested. I'm not interested in uh, Yeah, that was too funny. Yes. So, good comedic timing in between the shocking reveal. Um, so just thoughts on, on this, this reveal, uh, open Deckard Bain. I know you have thoughts on this one because this was the episode that people pointed out. This is why you should watch Wanda. So first she killed the dog. (laughs) That be word. (laughs) You know, I have no love. When somebody just decides that doggy gotta go, no, doggy should have stayed. You gotta go, killing them poor baby's dog. Secondly, fantastic episode. So much happened. So much happened. I just was prepared for none of it. No one was. I mean, well, hey, Wanda went looking for her kids in the in the basement. She got some shocking reveals. This is what happens. This is why you don't go in basements. Even if they're well, if you're gonna go in a basement, you, you just be prepared. You be prepared for shenanigans. Because there's either a witch down well, there or some thing that's in some kind of weird clothing. Because it doesn't want you to know what it actually looks like. Because it's trying to eat your face. <laughs> I mean, typically you prepare. Like Sword tried to prepare, and Monica's got issues because hey she had been absorbed she had been in this world a couple times and yeah it's messing with your like genetics it's messing with you it's like no i still gotta try there are no safe there's no safe rooms in this world apparently there's not like resident evil see you at least have a safe room to prep for stuff so then when you go into the fight you'd actually be prepared there's no safe rooms in in the mcu at least not in the at least not in wandavision but um Pirate Zaku, Agatha, and um, Agnes turned out to be the, the 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 villain here. She was she's supposed to be a trusted babysitter, and <laughs> ironically enough, that is a uh, part of this character's history because mm-hmm. uh, this character goes back a ways. Right, and I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to um how she's gonna play a part because you know she clearly has to play another part later on in the storyline somewhere um but uh, definitely a crazy little reveal definitely a crazy way of of revealing like oh so this is this is the reason why some things went a little sideways this is um it wasn't you know just the fact of probability control that, you know, she might have a chance of it backfiring and working in a different way that she didn't mean to, but, um, that was, that was, a uh, an interesting, re- and I love the song on it, but, um, yeah, the, the basement was creepy. Um, and, uh, you know, Snooper's gonna snoop, man. <laughs> Snooper's gotta snoop. Snooper's gonna snoop because of, <laughs> yep. Pietro caught a fake Pietro caught a Pietro Pietro caught a Monica slipping. And mind you, this is a big episode because this is the last of the, um, as we go to find out, this is the last of the, of the sitcom parodies. No more, no more commercials, no more crazy 
uh, homage intros. That like that's it. This is the last one in episode seven. That's it. All that comes to a close. So now we go to episode eight, and we get a little more into Agatha's element, and we see uh, oh boy, Salem. That was a fun place. Mm-hmm. If you were a witch, and uh, you broke a coven, and then the other witches got issues with you, because <laughs> um, you decided to do bad stuff. Even your own mother has issues with you, because uh, you decided to do bad stuff. That was the case of uh, Agatha Harkness. That was her, her situation. But then, <laughs> because of her uh, practice in the dark arts, she was able to turn that around. Right, so I found that very interesting. It it definitely um, plays – it doesn't play into it, but it, it brings to light because witches have almost always, almost always been painted in such negative roles. And then you've got, you know, Bewitched, which um, was mentioned or, or was um, used as uh, – for some of the episodes. In fact, I think Agatha's home, Agnes's home was – based off of the bewitched home um, i was gonna say the entire um what was it it's the second opening was right, right. all bewitched yes it and, was. Yep. um so that's like one of the instances in tv history where bewitched is, or i'm sorry where there's a witch who's actually good um and then you've got uh just you don't normally see witches painted in a positive light. Of course, there's Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, and all that, but and that I thought took it was a lot of doing. Really, hmm, I'm sorry? I said, no, like on, a, uh, on the political side, that took a lot of doing to make that show uh, last and not... Um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch was a show, uh, the, the original with, um, good Lord, with what's her name? Melissa Joan uh, Hart. Melissa Joan Hart, thank you. I was getting ready to call her Clarissa. Um, <laughs> she explained quite a bit to us. Yep. Oh, yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> she explained all with that. But if it wasn't, uh, they fought that show. You know, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the parents and the uh, 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 every version of Christian you can think of fought the crap out of that show just because oh no she's a witch she's gonna make us all go to hell she's gonna screw it, it it's it, it was all just so much so much right so um again that's I, that's why i found um it's nice to see that they're not following um that same narrative they're not showing that because again there's just been so many shows where you just see oh which is which bad magic bad and of course mm-hmm. because we're dealing with a sh- um an entire genre an entire creation of heroes that are different um and you see another way of, of seeing that and then you find out that you know these witches probably weren't doing bad juju things but then you've got agatha here who's broken the rules of her coven and um that's the reason why she's in there. She's the reason that she's up there is because she was doing bad juju. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not that, you know, they're outright bad. It's you choose. And again, that kind of speaks to um, real life where nobody's inherently bad. You end up choosing what you end up doing with the power that you gain, the power that you receive. Um, and I just felt like that was an interesting little um the way of, of um, speaking to it, looking at it. 
very well said. No, I think you're right. It it, it is about choice uh, when it comes to it. And I'm glad that uh, the show does make that uh, clear as it relates to, <laughs> to choices. And we do see that abound here. And, and, and bless you to the old side of the mountain. No, um, we do. No problem. And, and, and so in this episode, Agatha is just intrigued. And it lets it be known about the rules of magic for, for Wanda. Like, yeah, this is my basement now. And because it's enchanted with my magic, I make the rules here. But I, I made the rules. My works. magic works. You didn't make the runes, right. so, so your magic doesn't. So let, let's go for a ride here. Let, let, let's go for a ride down memory lane. And this is where things get interesting. Because we see Wanda in her as a child with her family. And um, and in her, in her homeland, and of course her 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 love for sitcoms, you know, from her dad. Dad's got a bunch of these uh, bunch of these just just, just copies of sitcoms, just a bunch of DVD sets just in there, including Malcolm in the Middle. Them, I guess, right? And Dick <laughs> Van Dyke. Malcolm in the Middle, including Malcolm. <laughs> it was a major hit back then. It was a tre- national treasure now. National treasure. Yes, so um, you see just the wonder on her little face watching this and just all the possibilities, all the, you know, just so many wonderful, peaceful things in this as she's living in this, 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 this home, you know, as, as you know, of course, Agatha's got comments. Agatha's got all sorts of comments. Oh, this is this is homely. This looks, you know, your abode here. But um, no, you're yeah, on. She, so she, much has, as she appreciated the uh, the Cold War aesthetic of it all. <laughs> there you go. The Cold War, particularly the Cold War aesthetic of it all, exactly, and pushes Wanda into the mix, her to relive those moments, and uh, nearly dying because oh, it's a dark missile here that almost killed you, just didn't detonate. <laughs> you survived, and then later, let's keep going down the next door, and uh, you know, radicalized into to Hydra, and uh, <laughs> sur- I, I loved her like so. Your the way that you're fighting back is by joining a terrorist organization. We want right. to change the world uh, by doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's not how you change the world, uh, Wanda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's how you destroy it. That's how you make supervillains. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. That's how you become a supervillain. And we did see Hydra. You know, we we got a chance to see Hydra again, Bear von Strucker, um, and scientists alike. And the the testing, it's like, well, no, he, no test subject has survived. It's like, shut up. So they go to test matters, and she survives. It's like, wait a minute. Does that mean that uh, you always had this trait all along, mm-hmm. huh? How did you survive? And so then we get Agatha telling her that uh, basically this element around you this color around you. And we would get that, of course, at the tail end of, 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 of the, um, of, of the episode that, uh, you've got this gift in you that only a few have. So I was like, wait, so she always had magic. Is that the case? So we're getting a lot here in this episode. And in a way, the episode in its own right kind of helps bridge something uh and of course in present you know we as we go further down this element we you know rather 
we go further down this memory lane before we hit the present wanda gets to you know after in game after everything she wants to see her she wants to see vision and hayward's just like well i don't know why uh i guess you can well here you go yeah that that that's wonderful bed manner uh, here here's your man in pieces right down there you know we've got to decommission him so uh might want to make it quick it's like what how, yeah, how that's, much that's... how much is how much is vision work wasn't it uh, three million, mil- three dollars, million or three billion, billion dollars, dollars in uh, and vibranium, right. and it's like you're gonna yeah. be a dick to the person who loves him. And on top of the fact, because now that we're at that point, we can now talk about the fact that he manipulated video to make it look mm-hmm. like she did mm-hmm. some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, he did. She yep. she was so incredibly patient, and the fact that. She didn't go ape shit the second she saw him in pieces and exactly. realized what they were doing. Like that is incredible. And and again, yeah, that whole manipulation of the video to sh- to to you know play to his role of, oh look at how crazy she went. That's actually him. But yeah, because wow, we're like, we're made to believe that mm-hmm. you know after she after she uh, broke the windows and went down there, it's like oh this is when. He takes Vision's body. No, she she didn't do that. Didn't do it at all. And, and again, that was another one that that was I was like checking boxes off. Like, oh, that's her dealing with her grief again. She's dealing with, um, but uh, you know, she's missing him so much. She steals him and brings him back to life because she has that ability, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh my god, that's how it. That's how she did it. That's how it happened. And mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> And it's like, nope. Oh yeah. Uh-uh. He messed with your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, we we so see it, everything from that. Like you said, very emotional stuff from Wanda, and like you said, the manipulation from Hayward to justify his uh his wacky evil madness. You know, very, very good episode here, and especially when Wanda goes into this town and makes the town, which is like just a, a humble little town and she makes it her 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 world to mm-hmm. bring back the one she loves to deal with that grief and uh you know a lot of things and of course we see it's all a set and agatha's there in the crowd and manipulating the crap out of things back into... oh yeah oh my goodness I mean, but at least you get to find out that back into reality and then, and then talk and then talk about just um more therapy like mm-hmm. agnes or, or agatha rather uh playing the part of the psychiatrist of all right here we're gonna force you to go back through your repressed memories mm-hmm. because she straight up asked her like all you remember is is that all right let's take a look at what leads up to everything and then you just go through this whole therapy thing. And again, her, like, it's it's such a cathartic thing to see. Like, wow, this is, even superheroes need therapy. <laughs> Actually, and it goes with what happens it. almost every time you have to do, you see a, uh, you get a supervillain who's trying mm-hmm. to find out how the hero or heroine got whatever ability they have. And mm-hmm. all she did was just create a better she healed and created a better uh, uh, adversary for herself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She made her own life worse. That's what you get for being a 
person. <laughs> you awoke Goku. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you awoke Goku. And, and, and with that said, because we're, we're getting towards that, we, we get the whole thing, oh, you're you're the Scarlet Witch. You are the Goku. And we get the reveal in the post credit of the White Vision, which, uh, you know, which is based from uh, Vision Quest uh, storyline in uh, West Coast Avengers. Um, when uh, Vision gets this new form, it's not the same Vision. It's, you know, very much cold machine. Every sense of the word. And so we roll into the finale. This is pretty much some of it we've already talked about, but open mic. It is fights. It is closing of things. It's it's fun. It's conversations. This is what Skynet feared when um, <laughs> when your toaster becomes sentient and starts asking questions like, wait, why was I made? That's when things get interesting and scary. So, episode nine, everything starts coming to a head. Agatha's got the kids in these uh, electrical tendrils. And it's just very much about that, you know, I want that cast magic because, and literally says this, Old Otago of the Mountain has, has me on, on, on mic here to quote, your power exceeds that of the Sorcerer Supreme. So, she is stronger than Doctor Strange. That's what, that's what Chaos Magic does. <laughs> it kind of does that's whatever it needs to. Whatever it needs to. And that's exactly what happened in this episode. Because we got a magical fight. We got a magical conversation. A, a, a robotic slash magical conversation that happened. It started as a fight that became a conversation between Vision's <laughs> consciousness and White Vision. And once again, the toaster. And now the weather. Expect partly cloudy skies with an excellent chance of maximum refunds. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, but it is. Who are you? I'm April. And we could see refunds raining down all tax season with people switching to Tax Act. Tax Act? The tax filing software that makes it easy to file for less and get more. New forecast. It's sunny days ahead for everyone using Tax Act. Always happy to brighten your day. Tax Act. Switch to Tax Act today and start for free. See TaxAct.com for details. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow. Ow. Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. It became sentient, so it's like, oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't fight you because I got more questions to ask you. Well, what what was the... Because uh, uh, I, I love the, the connection color. there. That they made there with, um, what was the question that he asked him? Because I remember the concept. Um, it was, it was, was it Theseus's boat, I think? Yes. Yeah. Theseus's yes. boat on display. If you fix it yeah. as the wood rots and you replace it, is it still Theseus's boat? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's neither and, and both. So. And answered and answered so many questions. 
all in one shot. Mm-hmm. I loved how Vision used logic on Vision. Yep, that's right. <laughs> just, just, just. Well, to be honest, when he uh, when he when he did that downward look after the uh, after answering the question, I was like, uh oh, mm-hmm. did he just stick him in a uh, in a logic loop and broke the white and broke the white <laughs> Vision? Did he break himself? <laughs> oh yes, he does not compute. <laughs> I was expecting an. Ex- I was expecting the uh, 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 the trope for the head to explode. <laughs> oh my goodness! Right. It, it's 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 similar to uh, you know Pirate Zaku, of course, uh, as as an educator recommended uh, the Social Dilemma, and uh, I did watch that um, some time ago, and it's really good. So when that conversation happened. Like, wait, is this where the algorithm starts rolling into the loop? Because there's nothing to program truth into this algorithm. <laughs> you could, is this what happens in the thought? That's why he just kind of flew away. It's like, uh, bye now. Yeah, he's like, I, I have to so, go think this out. Right, because my, my program doesn't allow me to go but so far. Well, you kind of lost your... Uh, $3 billion in vibranium again. Mm-hmm. You lost them, and the $3 billion in vibranium has accepted that it is vision. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. it's got to go figure out how it's going to go fix a whole lot of crap. And now you had a white vision who could only see one one way because that's the way he was reprogrammed. And then you had vision clear his eyes. Clear his eyes and give him his memories back, which was the yep. interesting bit. Like, it made it made me really ask, like, okay, so what is what is the white vision gonna do? Mm-hmm. And I was actually half expecting him to go back to Wanda, or at okay. least be waiting for Wanda once she took down the illusion, and for that yeah. to not happen kind of made me like go, oh. What's getting ready to go down? Right. Well, I think then, that was one of the things was that, it, like, White Vision in the comics, he was all logic. He's like, yeah, I'm Vision, but I don't have, I don't have any kind of attachment to any of y'all anymore. I have the memories. I don't have the attachments, though. Yeah. I think, I think that's the thing. Well, a lot came out of this. We got a. We literally we had a, a logical battle. We had a, a fake bond, a fake boner here, because <laughs> Monica got into the fight and figured out who Pietro, fake Tro, Pietro, who he really was, an actor, Ralph Boner. <laughs> now, of course, the actor front is not new ground for the MCU. Because those who will recall Iron Man three, the, yeah, the person Mandarin. portraying the Mandarin, Ben Kingsley uh. was an actor. I am, he was an actor, an actor, an actor. You know, hey, he was so, he was the best fake Mandarin ever. I, I would have loved for him to have been the actual. That's what I wanted. That's what I job. wanted. And I was so <laughs> mad that all they did was just oh, Killian's the Mandarin. No, your aim, you go away. You go away now. <laughs> nope. Well, that in itself, the Mandarin topic will be for we're gonna we're gonna revisit the Mandarin. Trust me on that. 
Uh, that being said, we come to this epic fight between Wanda and Agatha. And Agatha thinks she's got what it won. When Wanda goes in her mind, tries to reverse it, and Wanda's like, no, because I control the magic here. So remember the rules. I run things now. So basically, to Pirate Zaku's uh, to, uh, a statement, she awoke the Goku and got the consequences. Look at me. I am the Captain No. <laughs> got beaten. The kids had a good showing as well. Uh, you know, Billy and uh, Tommy had good showings here against the soldiers. Sorry. Every time, and... every time somebody says their names, all I think of is Billy and Mandy. <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone to say Man Billy and Mandy. <laughs> that'd be a whole different. Uh, that'd be a whole different show. At that, point. <laughs> that would. Would that make the vision Fred Fredberger? <laughs> that. Oh my goodness! Shout out to Billy and Mandy. Um, but no. Um, very good showcase here, and because uh, we get to that final deal, and Agatha's beaten. Wanda looks at her and says, you know, you can be the character that you chose to be. You could be that nosy neighbor. And Agatha's just saying, no, you'll, you'll, you'll need me one day. Like, no, don't do this to me, please. And, uh, you know, proceeds to seal her into her character. That uh, everything is okie-dokie, artichokie. Mm -hmm. no, but she seals and, it with a perfect uh, line. You'll need me. Yeah. I'll know where to find you. And this is poof. true. So true. And we, we get with that um, as things wrap up. And of course, Hayward's been stopped because uh, Darcy's a good driver. <laughs> it all, you know, wraps up. Uh, Wanda gets her, her outfit. She gets that power upgrade, that magical girl upgrade. She gets it. She gets to become that Scarlet Witch. She gets the little crown. She gets the... She gets the eyes, and she says she's gonna, she's gonna master this. She and uh, Monica, Monica, who she she tossed out earlier, they 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 meet again, and she has that talk. It says she's gonna, she's gonna do better. She's gonna master this. She's gonna do things, and of course, leading into, um, you know, to 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 Deckard Bain here, uh, his statement that the goodbye between her world and the real one. You know, having to say goodbye to Vision. Vision, of course, rocking out the best sweater we've seen in a while. Them Cosby um, sweaters, man. That sweater. <laughs> Them Cosby man, sweaters. sweaters. Apparently, I, I heard those, those lovely 90s black turtleneck sweaters, they're selling out like hotcakes right now. They, they, they're making a killing <laughs> out here. Oh, my goodness. They are coming back in fashion, you know, but, but you know, they say goodbye. And goodbye to that world. Goodbye to her kids. Tuck them in. The last time said goodbye to her man to return to a normal world where people, the very people that who was... begged neighbors, they stared at her coldly, scared, terrified. That was such a it... scary way of, of like saying goodbye. Now, actually, that was the part that got me the absolute most um, at the very end there. One, not that they could have stopped her. Not that they could have. No one tried. Mm -hmm. I know that they were all happy to have her out of her head, out of their heads, mm -hmm. because so um, what, what, what Norm Norm's 
breakdown in what was that episode three or four when vision released him for half a second mm-hmm. um uh, three yeah the fake breakdown from agnes and then hearing donna joe rupp saying we had your nightmares no mm-hmm. one really slept we're all exhausted we felt they they had more sympathy in their voices for her at the same time, they wanted to be let go. Right. And it's like, what What are these people going to do? How are they really going to feel about Wanda after this is done? Right. You know, what, what, what's going to happen from, like, what's going to happen from there? That was my, that was my, my big question. Which is a great question because Wanda is an Avenger and the Avengers are, you know, the Avengers mostly public, you know, they're, they're celebrities in the comics. They're in their right celebrities in the MCU uh, in their regard, even for, for some of the things that have happened in Canon. Um, but this, this brings up an element here, you know, personal responsibility and uh, even for her emotional grief, that there's still responsibility because she holds a great power. And uh, she she says she's going to do better. She's going to learn this. But she has to go away. Because that's the way it has to be. I so thought she was... gets her, her nice little outfit and her, her little flight. And she, you know, she she goes on. She, 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 she goes forward and... We get a couple other things that happen. You know, Monica gets called in from uh, a friend, a green friend, as we go to find out, because that person's a scroll and says, uh, hey, friend of your mom's wants to see you up there. And uh, well, we know who that is. We know what that means. We know exactly who they're talking about explicitly. And if you don't very much, you did not watch the end of a movie. <laughs> you just did. You know, it was, you know, it was kind of interesting during that whole, um, uh, exchange between, uh, Wanda and Agnes when Agnes is like, um, releases people. Mm-hmm. Um, and makes Wanda realize like she, because Wanda legitimately is, is like thinking I, you know, I'm keeping you all safe. You're all okay. Nobody's sad. And then when she starts hearing, you know, where what they're really said, feeling, even though they have that that sound, um, that voice of sadness, like grief for her, because they they basically are forced to understand her grief. Um, they uh, Agnes herself is like, hey, uh, just so you know, you don't heroes don't hurt people. You know, if you're going to walk around and call yourself a hero you can't be doing what you're doing right now. That's, that's true. And yeah, said that, that she said, Hey, I'm not doing this to anybody. You are, this is yeah, you. that. That's one of the things about, uh, Agatha Harkness is she, she's not really the villain, right? It's in, in the comics. She's not really a villain. Like her, her son is the villain that the Avengers tend to deal with. Agatha's kind of around, like she, in the comics, she helps to teach Scarlet Witch a lot. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's what they were kind of shaping. They were trying to shape with her here because Agatha didn't do any, anything other than sit back and watch. Mm -hmm. And then her next step and effort was more just to like she did in uh, Salem. That was more self-preservation than to purposefully go out of their way and steal all of their power. Well, except for when her mom was like, that that was kind of the kid fighting back against mom. But she wasn't there to do any of those things. She crossed a line trying to, even though they weren't really real, hurting the kids, button pressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even though you were trying to open up her eyes... And going under the guise of, hey, what you're doing here? Kind of wrong, lady. So you should mm-hmm. not do it. Let's uh, uh, give me all your power so that, uh, you know, you can stop hurting these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't necessarily yeah. see it that way. She Because she does say, like, I take power from the undeserving. Like, yep. her first one, her, her first killings, if you will, were definitely self-preservation and being like, hey, I'm... I'm doing this because I want to, um, because I want to become more powerful. Um, I want to know. She's she's also playing that line of, um, you know, why is this so bad? You know, I'm not trying to do anything bad. Um, like this is the power that I have. Mm-hmm. And then even her mom's like, uh, you know, I can be good, and her mom straight up tells her, "No, you're going to be bad." Yep. Like, okay, you're now fulfilling it's self-fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy. You decided that I'm going to be bad, so you know what? I'll give you what you want. Right. That's really what that boiled and down to, is I will literally give you what you want. <laughs> oh, yeah. And in, in, with all of that, we see some of that uh, element, you know, as we get the credits rolled, and we get a shot of a little hut somewhere in the mountains, so I, before you get into the hut, we, one, before you get into what's going on inside that hut, did anyone else yes. think that she was in Canada? Yes. For a second. Because yes. I immediately <laughs> went to her being in Canada. I, don't, I didn't really I think that. that, that where, I'm really <laughs> reaching here. Yes. Because you know where I'm going. Uh, That's what I'm reaching going. for. <laughs> It's like, well, so, well, that that's kind of the, that's kind of the thing. Like they even did it in in, uh, in the Incredible Hulk at the uh, after the end credits, he went to Canada. Mm-hmm. If you want to be if you want to be alone and get a hold of your powers, you you go to the wilds of Canada, where <laughs> oh, you yeah. might run into, you know, little short a little man angry man claws. <laughs> I <laughs> oh, see there, there. There we go. See, we are we're, we're already we're already crossed we're already crossed at the point. So let's. <laughs> Episode nine, season uh, series finale. We get to the mountain. We go into the hut. We see that it's Wanda in full, in her new garb, her crown, her eyes. Well, we get a nice illusion first because you see Wanda sitting out, just her looking peaceful. peaceful, Yeah, sitting peacefully with a nice cup in her hand. You kind of, I was actually kind of half expecting to see, you know, uh, White Vision pop up and like, hmm, just trying to figure out who you are. Sorry, I killed you a little bit. <laughs> and then you hear the teapot go off go. and nothing's going on until they, f- till that camera pans into the next room. Yes. Oh. 
So when that camera pans, we see some things. And uh, Old Taco Mountain, I think, if anything, uh, you have followed... You have followed this pretty well, and you have followed particular elements in this scene. So, um, your thoughts on what was in the that back room? Well, you know, it goes in there, pans around. She's in the uh, Doctor Strange meditating uh, position, floating. Yeah, the metaphysical. Uh, and she's uh, she's reading the Dark Hold that uh, Agatha was like, "Yeah, this is the Book of the Damned." Uh, you're, you're fated to kind of destroy everything. So she's reading the book that's uh, going to cause that. And then we hear uh, we hear Tommy and Billy's voices screaming, Mom, and it goes to black. And that is WandaVision. Um, <laughs> thoughts, comments, was it good? Was it okay as overall? Um... Is it a 10? Is it an 8? Is it an A? Is it a B? Did you have fun? Um, right. You're throwing too many scales at Pirate Zaku, let's so... start with you. <laughs> um, I, thought it was, I thought it was a great series. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed the acting. I thoroughly enjoyed um, the uh, special effects, the story. Uh, I, it, I thought it was very well executed. Well said, well said. Uh, Decker Bain, you you had something to add here? Um, no, I was gonna say because you were throwing too many uh, uh, too many metrics, too many uh, scales for me to work <laughs> with there. Uh, whatever you like, whatever whatever you like. So if we're gonna go, <laughs> if we're gonna go with uh, a one out of ten, it's a twelve. I need eighteen more episodes because I just want Tommy to come. I want Tommy and Billy to come back. I, I really do. They were cute. They were awesome. Like well, and I, I would like to see what they would that. really like to do with the uh, uh, with the story thus far. Are they going to continue? Um, are they going to let those characters continue to exist? Um, are they going to stay the figments? So many more questions than actual answers, but not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. Um, and if they do decide to keep them. Are they going to be uh, what they were in the comics, or are we going to have something completely different? So, yes, I would like more, and it is a beautiful, beautiful start. Um, and uh, I think they called it uh, Phase 3.5. Well, Phase... Are they, Cause I, it, I don't think this is exactly like Phase 4. If they're well... But if it is, either way, it's a wonderful start and a good prep. Some decent well, prep it's work. like this. If COVID keeps this up, it's phase four by default. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mean to interrupt. Please continue. Uh, no, either way, uh, it's still uh, still really good stuff. We got a, it, just some good stuff's on the way. That's all that is. Well, the Taco the Mountain. On you. Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, like I said, those first few episodes confused a lot of people. I was perfectly fine with it. I grew up with, you know, the old sitcoms and everything. So I understood it. I knew what was going on and all that. And I just went with the flow of the story and had my surprises and all that. And one one of the things that we kind of talked about a little bit, but we didn't really 
speak too much on is the fact that this show, at least in the beginning, it got to show us um, Paul Bettany's comedy chops because Paul Bettany is a funny guy. Mm -hmm. Like, anybody remember A Knight's Tale? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. When he when he was doing his uh that the the magician bit there, I also yeah. got uh when he was falling down the steps, when he came down the steps, I was like, That's him that's him to a T in um in a Knight's Tale. His his character uh, Chaucer. Yes. Yeah, that was my first introduction to Paul Bettany and I was like, people forget that he, he's a funny guy as well. Flourish and I, I <laughs> flourish <laughs> all drunk and everything all gummed up it was it was great <laughs> i i would i would like for there to be more i know there's not going to be but you know the whole thing with uh tommy and billy i think they'll keep them around and when, when they do reintroduce them i think they'll end up being teenagers by then because we also have the the hawkeye uh tv show that's going to be on disney plus yeah, and that's supposed to introduce. Uh, that's supposed to introduce Kate. Uh, what's her last name, Chris? Kate Bishop. Yeah, Kate, Kate Bishop. Be introducing okay. uh, Kate Bishop. Yeah, so another one of the Young Avengers, and there are theories that uh, Patriot from the Young Avengers will probably show up in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we'll just have to see how those things go. And we already have an uh, teenage. Uh, uh, Cassie, you know, Stephen Lang's daughter, because she becomes stature in the Young Avengers. This is very true. All facts, all facts. Uh, old Otago of the Mountain, and very well, um, very well stated uh, that the future uh, is very much um, prevalent here and is flourishing. And but not set in stone. Full bloom soon. If things <laughs> come to fruition. But not set in stone. So, um, all of you super right. comic book fans who are expecting things to be exactly as they are in the comics, I don't understand why you haven't picked up on the fact that the past, uh, what nearly two decades or ne- uh, nearly a decade or so, has told you otherwise. Right. But you 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 need to stop it, stop it, <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> Stop well, it. Where's we, Donna well, Joe Rupp well, when no. you need her? Stop it. Just accept. <laughs> well, watch we, the show. We, enjoy it. Like, know that you have a minor leg up, but enjoy the fact that you are now dealing with new content. Something based off of something you love. But it's it's better. Like, would I, I don't think any of us would actually be... Well, there are some points where you just don't mess with what's not broken, but there are points where you have to make a change for one reason or another, and we see it here. Little changes had to be made, and he might be able to go back and change some stuff back. But, uh, you know, enjoy what we got. Mm-hmm. And what's coming. Yeah, me, yeah, me and... Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, me and Chris had talked about that, too, uh, when we were talking about uh, Hulk last night. Because, you know, who was, Hulk, who was Hulk's love interest in the MCU? It was Black Widow. Yep. Who's Hulk's actual love interest? It's uh, Betty. Betty. Yeah, and... You know, we haven't seen a Betty since The Incredible Hulk with uh, Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, and, uh, pe- some people are like, oh, you know, Ross there. yeah, you know, we have uh, people are like, oh, you know, he's already got a love interest. You know, where's she at? I'm, I was fine with the whole 
Natasha and uh uh I forgot his name already. Wow. And Bruce. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. There we go. Brain yeah, I, was, I was fine with the whole Natasha. Bruce, or Robert Robert Bruce Banner, depending on which side of that you like, you know, because they yeah, did switch his was, name out given. Yeah, like, I was I'm I'm fine with the whole Natasha and Bruce thing. It doesn't bother me. Actually I was uh, I was I was rooting for it because out of all of the uh characters in comic books there are only a couple that are as tortured by just existing and Banner's one of them. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean that's the Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde uh example of um crazy science. Yeah. element because of the gamma radiation uh, accident you know that made him the incredible hulk that yeah. is his curse that is his element yeah if if you want some good hulk stuff to uh to read deckard i will uh let you borrow my first two uh hardcovers for the uh the new immortal hulk uh comic it's so good okay it's it's like hulk mixed with horror it's it's really good i have read some of that as well it is a recommend uh and as it relates to, to things Marvel, as it relates to, to WandaVision, uh, I think I could agree with the rest of the panel. Solid show. Um, the show is well made. Um, definitely a, a, a plus to Disney+. Plus. Um, solid premise, good twists, uh, honors, elements of TV sitcom history, as uh, Old Taco of the Mountain pointed out. And it does show some respect to its uh, source. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Material and ways... Uh, in some ways, it does certainly with Wanda's element and, and her struggle and her reality warping abilities. Um, you know, and of course, with uh, Agatha Harkness being introduced, uh, another solid gem of a villain, or even not even barely a villain at that, just more of a sort of mentor figure uh, in spots, just kind of a guiding light in ways to, uh, to Wanda and the element. Another good character to have in the MCU. Uh, for me, I only have um, really the, the the only big con. Like it depends. There's only like technically two cons out of it. It's that it depends on if you one if you like Wanda in 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 if you like Wanda in Vision, because otherwise if, if you're not the biggest fan of Scarlet Witch, you're probably gonna be like, really, I gotta watch this. But it's like that's a thing. But to each their own. And then you have the whole element of, um, you know, this show, there's a certain amount of, hey, you have to understand the MCU to a degree to know this, or at least have watched Age of Ultron mm-hmm. to get certain things. So it's not going to be the most, um, it's not like the Netflix stuff where that stuff was more kind of open base and kind of into its own more insular to its own element and you could just kind of roll into it. Like if you didn't know that much about daredevil 
You don't have to watch any of the MCU stuff to know who Daredevil is. You can just watch the Daredevil TV show and follow him. So that's the only thing I could point out as really a true con that, you know, probably not the best jumping on point, and that's debatable, but that's how I, I have perceived it just because of the nods and everything. Besides that, fantastic show. Uh, and so now, as we are winding down, we are into the comic book stuff, and I was saying before, not every mutant is an X-Man because Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch have been uh, brother. They've been part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants back in the heyday of X Men comics, and then you know they've been Avengers. They've never been part of the X Men. Never. Quicksilver has has been part of X Factor, but not the actual X Men team. Right, and X Factor is a a spinoff. For those who don't know, X Factor is a a spinoff group established by the government that is made up of mutants who work for the government to act as liaisons in the whole element of mutant-human relations. That's how you get X-Factor. And, of course, X-Factor was featured in the 90s animated series. As uh, Wolverine put it best, oh, great, the government just hired mutants to hunt down other mutants. So, not quite the accurate element, but it does paint a picture for you. Uh, But... People were excited because of uh, the Quicksilver that was featured here, and oh, the X Men are coming, and I can't wait because of that. And just more expansion of the MCU. That was such a red herring. More characters. <laughs> it really was. It was. <laughs> it was. It, it had people's hopes up. Very similar to the Mandarin element in Iron Man three, where it was deconstruction of villainy. The the whole, and I get where. Shane Black was coming from with Iron Man 3 because I remember being like one of the few people at the time that liked Iron Man 3 when everyone else was just kind of mad on it because it wasn't they didn't get the Mandarin in the classic sense of that character with him in the rings and and you know the 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 old sort of stereotypical aesthetic which had changed at that time because in the Iron Man comics, he had a more modern look with the suit and long hair and everything. But people, some of the fans wanted the classic Mandarin look to be the adversary for Iron Man. That didn't happen here. Um, and because of just the possibilities of other things, of course, that's going to happen in, uh, in, in Shang-Chi uh, down the line. Now, as it relates to the Quicksilver aspect, we know that the X-Men rights and everything, everything's in-house now, and that's going to be a time. Um, there's going to be hurdles are going to have to cross on that. Because I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure Feige will he'll figure out a way to, to introduce them that will be very satisfactory. Because, uh, you know, everything that he's done so far, it's, it's that slow, appreciative clap, like, Good for you, Feige. Good on you. I mm-hmm. see what you did there. Right. right. This this is true. Because, I mean, you, you don't want to rush it because the last time we had something that was rushed was uh, the Inhumans. And that didn't work out too well. So you want to... Which is a sad wanna, thing. I, I enjoy the Inhumans. The Inhumans are good characters in general. It's, it's just timing 
and I think we can all agree on this. I think timing's everything. And uh, Deckard Bain and I had a talk about this and about certain ideas in this kind of uh, entertainment spectrum. It would have been hard to sell like a fierce element in something like 2012, right before the Avengers film came out. It might have been a bit of a hard sell to go, hey, let's deconstruct the heroes to such a point and show the the heroes having so many issues like like, like, they, like it was in the comics that they are right so right but now we're at a point obviously where you look at tv shows like the boys which is deconstruction of the superhero genre based on the the comic book of the same name by uh, by garth ennis that you can you can do all of these things but there's timing and execution that goes into that. And I think everyone here can agree to that. I think it's a time and place for certain things. No one thought that um, the Punisher would come back as a character in the, the Netflix element of things and, and, and had a good showing with uh, John Berthnall. No one thought about that. No one thought about Daredevil coming back. And Daredevil had, you know, really the best of that run of shows. You know, three seasons. Um, so things happen is like back when Ben Affleck was Daredevil, it was a different time and it was a different world then compared to um to now. You know, yeah, it was a crappy world trying like, to make money. Evolution stuff. It was a crappy world trying to make money on the backs of the fans and not for the fans. That was the problem. Now they kinda we kinda have people who are being put in the helm to sit down and say, hmm Let's not try to pretend that our fans are stupid because now there are a couple generations of them and they were never stupid. Well, not all of them, but we can't go and do some of the things that we've done in the past and then try to try to put a spin and then wonder why we just lost millions of dollars. Let's not do another, let's not do another shoehorn in, uh, XYZ character, um, a la Galactus or, uh, Venom to make a movie. I mean, I mean, there are things, it's happened, but let's, let's, Pirate Zaku, your, uh, your feeling on it, especially... You know, after watching WandaVision, after looking at a lot of this stuff that's happened in just this conversation, um, you know, what are your thoughts on the the whole thing? Superheroes, superhero stuff now, um, you know, the trend, the cycle, the evolution, just, just what are your thoughts here? Um, I mean, I feel like we're getting to a very comfortable position we've got um some very experienced thankfully um uh you know producers and directors um that are getting into the game you've got people who have grown up on reading it watching it um you know you could argue that that people that are around today know what mistakes not to make anymore um, when it comes to um, superhero movies. Um, you know, we had uh, 
what was it, Blade, which was such an incredibly good um, superhero movie. Like, so freaking awesome. And then we've had really terrible, terrible ones. And then we've got some, like, really hilarious tropey type ones like um, Judge Dredd. Um, I don't care what anyone says. Judge Dredd, both of them are incredibly good movies as, as... terrible as some people might argue that they are i don't think so <laughs> uh, i told i totally love the stallone dread movie i yes. love the stallone yes. dread movies are, are hilarious that is a blah 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 type gun it only has this type of range <laughs> <laughs> if i stand here i'm not gonna get hurt uh, I, told, I totally love the dread movies both of them um oh, yeah. again it, it's all of them was good um Along those lines, it's. Uh, I feel like we're in a really good place. We're we're seeing a really great production when it comes to um, to these movies. Um, there's um, again. I think we're we're in we're heading in that good direction for some good stuff. Old Otaku the Mountain. I'm the same way for the most part, you know. They, they learn from their mistakes, you know, and we've had the discussion that there weren't any good, really good uh, comic movies before uh, the MCU stuff, which I completely think is false because as bad as the CG was in the movie, um, I love Spawn. That, that mm-hmm. Spawn's a good Spawn movie. Spawn's good. Uh, I love Blade. I love Blade 2. Blade 3, not so much. Uh, even the X-Men. actors didn't like Blade Three. Huh? <laughs> Said even the actors didn't like Blade Three. Yeah. Um. But then, then we got the the Blade TV show after that with Sticky Fingers, and apparently that was pretty good, even though I never watched it. <laughs> then we well, had it, uh, did, it did well for Spike. Did well for Spike. But yeah, continue. we had the X Men movies, uh, X Men and X Two. You know, great. X Three. Not so much because Brian Singer left to go do Superman Returns, which is a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> we had Daredevil. I I like Daredevil. I like the Affleck Daredevil movie. I I understand and I realize that it's not as good as the Netflix uh, TV show, but I enjoyed the Daredevil movie. I absolutely hate the Electra movie. So bad. <laughs> Uh, them, choosing, them choosing Jennifer Garner as Electro is not a good thing at all. They should not have listened to Ben on that one. <laughs> it, once again, once again, different time, a different, as you just illustrated, a different time. Um, yeah, and then the time. and then the Toby Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, great. Oh movies. my God, love Toby McGuire as Spider-Man. He First two, fantastic. Job shoehorned in venom piss me off well I, w- I was getting to that with with spider-man 3 they tried to put too much because we had sandman we had harry as the new goblin with his snowboard glider and we had um <laughs> we had uh eric foreman as uh eddie brock which that's that wasn't yeah. good at all that was that was an interesting choice for yeah yeah, yeah to- Did- to- for grace that was that was not good yeah, world oh, huge world difference. Um, so many things, and they were trying to do like this because typically in Spider-Man comics, at a at a point, 
particularly when Tom DeFalco was writing, you had like two to three different scenarios happening in a particular story arc. The only difference is with a book, you can put it down. You can pace yourself. That's hard to do in a two-hour movie for everything to get time. But um, mm. once again, different time. And uh, please continue if you have anything more to, to add to the to the fray here. Yeah, then we then we had the, the Andrew Garfield movies. They were... I, I liked the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, Amazing like Spider-Man it. 2 was... I, I don't know. I just... I didn't like... Uh, Dane DeHaan as a uh, uh, Harry and just his his goblin was so bad, and and the the thing with the Spider Man movies, both of them, is that you know I I've had this discussion with people like Tobey Maguire, he's a great Peter Parker, and he was an okay Spider Man. Andrew Garfield was he was a eh Peter Parker, but he was a great Spider Man. Yep. Like his, his, his quips and everything that I was like, that's Spider-Man right there. <laughs> like that, that's him. And, um, Tom Holland, he, he's a pretty good mix of both. I, I, I do, I do enjoy his Spider-Man. I, I really want to see, you know, if he continues to be Spider-Man, how much he'll grow, you know, and become more of a character. I do like with the, uh, last reveal, with the little, uh, they they did a little quip and dug it, uh, little Tom, about how he, you know, ru- almost ruined the last movie by talking <laughs> way too much. I don't know if you've seen it, yeah. but the uh, <laughs> the No Way Home trailer, they were like, yeah, they gave us a fake, they gave us another fake title, <laughs> right? We'll we'll only know when the trailers hit. And in, yeah. in, in two. Well, no, two no, the, it is movies. that is the actual name, but it's like they 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 use that for as now. the trope. For, for oh, okay. No, it's official. It, it, that is officially the name. Okay, okay. So this is the official name. They're not going to change this. Uh, no, no, it is no way home. But the fact that they decided to mess with Holland that way, it hilarious. <laughs> Well, yes, cause, cause, cause Disney Disney knows you can't keep his mouth shut. They just they really need to to do something about that. I mean, like, look, Tom. <clears throat> and I think this was them like saying like because that's why he was given what um, only his script for um, Infinity War for Infinity War. He was not allowed to know what was going on because he was going to talk. And everybody knew it. Yeah, that's why they say in like all his scenes, he looks like he doesn't really know what's going on because he he doesn't. He hasn't a clue. <laughs> I mean, but it works no, because he's supposed to be a kid. He's supposed to be this teenage yep. kid who just doesn't have a clue. And mm-hmm. the fact that they managed to, well, because of him, he made it happen. He made it work. Mm-hmm. And just as so long as they do Venom right. I just need Venom done right. And Venom's my man. Well, well, only time will tell as it relates to, you know, certain characters and such. And speaking of time, that actually concludes this <laughs> edition Excuse me. of ARS 45. Hmm. Uh, a jam-packed show. And certainly we thank you for 
joining us and joining you know thank everyone here on the panel for doing such a great job and if anything we're just going to go across the table here and uh we're going to start over pirate zaku thank you for joining us for this special edition glad to have you of course Um, thank you you know where can people find you these days uh they can find me on twitch um pirate zaku they can find me on um uh, i'm on there very rarely but trying to trying to make a, a better schedule um you can find me on the twitter at pirate zaku uh i do have it set i'm pretty sure i have it set as private but um mostly what you'll see me posting on there is just screenshots that, uh, from my forays in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, and, um, of course, you'll hopefully be finding me uh, here more often uh, on the podcast with y'all. Well, certainly look forward to that, because uh, there are a few things as we uh, continue the, uh, the 10th anniversary celebration for our group. Uh, with the podcast being in its first year, we're still doing a bunch of stuff, you know, first year into second year. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have guests and to do some fun things with uh, our members and certainly look forward to having you. I look forward to having you. Decker Bain looks forward to having you. And I'm certain our audience is looking forward to having you here again soon, very soon. And just always a pleasure to uh to to hang out with you and uh and talk this uh this lovely shop and uh and to also do some good in the world as well note i, I put the last bit because you do some good in the world too Pirate Zaku. <laughs> you know, five Just times as fast world's as the others. best um, guy <laughs> no no too much too much no <laughs> i appreciate it though thank you anytime and old otaku of the mountain uh certainly um when I look back at everything and I look back at this group and I remember our conversation basically being uh, that element played from um, the fighter um, as two brothers talking on the phone, uh, Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale and you being Christian Bale, giving me the advice of, well, if I were going to do that, I'd go for the right. And starting this element as I you know, had made the whole deal that uh, AUSA weekend to start doing panels as random and you being supportive and being part of the mix of all of it. So certainly enough, like to everyone here and to everyone listening uh, who have been members, uh, thank you. And especially for our long time, uh, long time friendship goes back. Oh my goodness. Goes back almost to baby teeth. <laughs> so... <laughs> So that being said, I say all of that. Where can people find you these days? And you can't say the stars, old Otaku of the Mountain. That's not a real answer. Can't say the stars. There's a lot. Of uh, well, you know, first off, you know, it's my first time on the, the main podcast. And I'm normally on the Rewind. And I know we haven't done anything for well over like a year and a half. But, you know, that's that's due to certain things, but we're working on that, and we should get back to making new content for uh, the ARS Rewind pretty soon. Uh, I've got some more uh, ideas to 
talk with you about for other panels and soon y'all can hopefully hear me and the founding father mm-hmm. on a uh, two grumpy otaku because we're 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 starting to get up there and you know we there are some things that we have to censor but uh we won't censor it on two grumpy otaku uh, as for where you yes, can we... find me, <laughs> as for where you can find me, you don't need to worry about that right now. I, I don't feel like y'all y'all don't need to follow me. I don't I don't want to hear from none of y'all. <laughs> oh oh wow he's sound, well he sounds like me now even though so I do sassy. put my Twitter feed out there I just say don't at me if you don't want my opinion though. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess y'all can at me. It's uh it's dark cam. 917 DRKKAM917. If you got any problems with me, at me. I will gladly argue with you. Oh, he will. Mm-hmm. And I'll be there to watch yes. it. That's a granite. That that's 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 guaranteed. That's that's guaranteed. Decker Bain, of course, you have always manned the ship and have been very much a, a, a fixture here. Um you already know. But it's always good to hear thank you uh, for, you know, manning this ship, uh, this crazy tech ship that takes all sorts of things. You managed to, to do it well without breaking things, including the bat. You've broken the bat before, but you, it's always been selective basis. It's usually on like, you know, holidays, things of that sort. Just only, always, you know, a selective time. Only on purpose. But, Actually, I did spend a nice good bit of day. uh, uh uh, cheering on the bat as I watch uh, Batman Begins. And See, missing Heath Ledger. Go. See, so you, you... Missing well, Heath Ledger today. Yeah, give him some enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, you got to give him some enthusiasm before you break him in two. I mean, that that that's the way that goes. But where can people find you? So uh, same places, not going anywhere from the Twitch. Uh, once this move is done, I will be back on doing my streams uh, because most of my equipment is going down soon and i'm spending more time packing so um i don't have half of anything up and available to do anything with for you guys so um bear with me i'm working on uh working on finding a brand spanking new place which is uh which for me is good times well actually i found the brand brand spanking new place i just gotta actually you know do the thing where i move um, pay people a whole bunch of money because I have uh, I, I found the joys of not actually moving myself. <laughs> if you have it, you know, wow. just d- d- just don't. I, I refuse to to move my own boxes anymore. Uh, not buying my own truck. Nope. Saved up money. Let somebody else do it. Plus, it helps stimulate the economy and such. Uh, but I'll be back on Decker uh, on Twitch. Dot TV uh, slash DeckerBain83. Uh, find me on the Twitter where you can tweet at me about whatever. Um, if I know, I know. If I don't, I won't. And if I don't like what you said, I'll let you know and you can tell me the same. Very well said, DeckerBain. And lastly, uh, I am the founding father. You can find me at Founders Foundry on Twitch. ARS founder on Twitter. Of course, if you know, I mean, you want to comment or something or email, fine. Just don't. When it gets into certain things, don't don't 
don't at me. Don't. Please don't. I like people. Just don't yell at me. That's all I ask. Don't put it in huge caps. Just just approach me normally, and it's, it, we're cool. And, of course, Facebook for Anime Rest Stop. Not too hard to find. Uh, but that's where you can find me. And as a whole, thank you again, everybody, for joining us for ARS 45 Podcast. Uh, we'll be back hopefully in the next week because we have more surprises forthcoming as uh, our anniversary rolls on. So stay tuned. Be safe out there, everyone. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a nature show host. In the native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got GEICO, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. GEICO will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. GEICO. Great service, without all the drama. You coming to bed, hon? Yep. Honey, I'll be right there. Just gotta turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.